Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Greetings. Welcome inside. Happy Monday. The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more at car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And, oh, boy, we need like eight hours to get to everything today. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. We got this brilliant... Brilliant run of Major League Baseball playoff games that we're watching live in the Geico Studios. The Dodgers taking over on multiple screens where my Bears, my beloved Chicago squad, you know, people that had bet the over were really, uh, they were licking bills about 10 minutes ago, and all of a sudden we got a game. We got a game! Uh, Before we get to Major League Baseball and get to say I told you so, uh, right now, 17-17, Monday Night Football, this game was a two nothing game for a while. Yes, it was three two at halftime. And then Jason. it was, and then it was ten two. And I thought, you know, you, you should have made a pitching change. But 
The Bears have fought back Bears. under Mitchell Trubisky, Bears. who has thrown his first touchdown pass of his National Football League career. One back is Howard. Everybody else stacked on the line. Snap Trubisky, bootlegging near side. Eyes downfield. Going to throw it into the end zone. Passes tipped and oh! caught for the touchdown. Zach Miller, <laughs> middle of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. 20 yards. Mitchell Trubisky to Zach Miller on the tip by Anderson Deo. The first NFL touchdown for Mitchell Trubisky, the number two pick in the NFL draft. Bears Radio Network on the call. Now, just to tell you how the Bears have scored their points tonight. Go Bears. Okay. It's they're absolutely they're at the bottom of their playbook. They have scored on a safety, uh-huh. a fake punt pass for a touchdown. Oh, it was pretty. A, that was a good pitch and catch. A tipped pass for Miller, and then a two-point conversion in which the ball was pitched back to Trubisky after he handed off to get into the end zone. I I don't think the Bears have any plays left. The Bears. What do we got we haven't used? Well, uh, this has been in the back of the playbook since Peyton was here. Peyton McMahon, I think, ran this like in 84, I think, or 86. I don't remember. Let's just run it. Why not? All right. And that's where the Bears sit. Trubisky right now. 11 out of 22 yeah. for 122 and a touchdown. Uh, of course, O'Donnell, 1 out of 1 for 38 yards and a touchdown, so he's got a perfect quarterback rating as the punter. But Trubisky has looked good enough tonight. He hasn't looked overwhelmed. They've had a couple of big plays called back for penalty, and he hasn't looked where the game is too big for him. He hasn't looked Deshaun Kaiser-esque. He's looked pretty comfortable. He hasn't thrown the ball downfield a whole bunch, but he – what I see so far, this is definitely a passing grade for Trubisky. Well, he made a big pass play early in the game, a 24-yarder. You'll see it on the highlight reel that got called back for holding. That would, would have been a big play, a big momentum shift, uh, actually some positivity. The Bears had the Jordan Howard 42-yard touchdown run called back. So there have been some jailbreak opportunities. Here. I'm not going to lie. That hurt me in one of my fantasy no, I'm, leagues. I'm I, sure, I could have used that, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sure lie. Did, buddy. I'm not going to lie. People also would wished that after the shotgun snap on the two-point conversion that he'd handed it to Howard, who was coming across the face of the formation, instead of taking it himself, because Howard could have walked in for the two points himself. But, uh, you know, it, it goes the other way. He's made some plays. They, they did a lot of play action early, trying to draw off of what the defense was keying on Howard or, or Tariq Cohen when he was in, Benny Cunningham uh, getting the run. He was the recipient of the 38-yard touchdown pass on the, the fake punt. And what what you've seen from Chicago is exactly what you expected. Try to predicate things on the run, make him comfortable. They've made some coaching gaffes along the way that have certainly made his job a lot harder in terms of down and distance and some of the play calls. But – in the end, you're looking to move into the first first full game. No Mike Glennon, who was still a captain here, and he finally lost a coin toss. He was nine and zero, nine and zero. Yeah, finally yeah. lost. If you can't if you can't get the calls right, you know, then then you have to walk off the yeah, field. Yeah, so now That's he it. can't be a captain anymore either. That's it. That, that streak ended. <laughs> but passing thus far, defense coming up with a couple of plays. They had Sam Bradford turtle a couple of times before he left the game and. Oh, here we are, second half. 17-17, 10-46 to go in the fourth quarter of a game that's going to be known for Mitchell Trubisky's great night, Sam Bradford's awful night, and the last Jedi trailer. 
Well, no, that's just it. You got the two-point conversion was beautiful. Yep. The, the last Jedi trailer. Yep, the the, the yep. touchdown pass is going to look like a, a 20-yard dart <laughs> to Zach Miller in the in the box score. It will. It's going to look great. It will. We're always going to see. We, we know it was tipped, and it was a great tip drill and concentration by Zach Miller. But you forgot the other thing that's actually on the medal stand, perhaps above the touchdown pass, is the great duck-duck-goose celebration I like the from duck, the Minnesota Vikings. That was really good. I didn't think anything could top the, the Torrey Smith, Mike Trout baseball home no, run that was celebration good. yesterday, which was pretty good. This duck-duck-goose is pretty good. I mean, duck-duck-goose in the end zone, and then the goose is hit, and everybody goes it's, it's it goes haywire. It's good sleight of hand, though, right? Yeah. Here, we're letting them have fun. Yeah, I just don't Show that highlight again. Don't use the ball as a prop. What do you got, Golden Headphones? What about Sharkandrick West of the Chiefs combing his hair back on his helmet last night? That was pretty good. That I, was pretty good. I always like when you get more people I mean, he could have pulled involved, out the Carlton. Though. That would have been awesome. Well, yeah, I just like the stat line of two catches, 12 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I'd say it's very, very it's operational efficiency. I'll tell you what. You know, only going to touch the ball a couple of times. May as well get in the end zone. Yeah, they right. need to bring back the icky shuffle. Maybe they get Icky sure. Woods can still play. Uh, for the could. Jets, they can go play hey, for the Giants hey, now. Hey, we're in first place, buddy. First place, Jets. Uh, first fake, fake news, place America. Jets. J-E-T-E, Jets. Doesn't matter. Three and two, and the Giants are going to get Sam Darnold. Oh, by the way, uh, this news just coming in, speaking of football, before we get to the Yankees, Brandon Marshall, done for the season, going to have surgery, as he put on social media a few minutes ago. Tomorrow I'll have surgery ending year 12. I'm filled with mixed emotions, and I wonder if this is going to be it, if Brandon Marshall's career is done. To have the desire to come back from a season-ending injury like this is very difficult. He writes in his social media post how much football has given to him. It's given him a chance to grow as a man, a father, a husband, a teammate, a leader. I'm thankful for this game, and now you wonder if he's ever going to play again. He's the third wide receiver the Giants lost for the season yesterday. Yeah, who'd they play? They played your Los Angeles Chargers, who now are out of the right. Now, you're, Sam all, Darnold. You now you're all chesty. Your ankles, Derek Carr. Now, he yeah. gets a win, and he's all chesty. He comes in in official win. team gear. And... <laughs> you know what he brought us? Nothing. No. Well, he did send me a nice picture from MetLife Stadium yesterday hey, of the Jets locker room. I will always sacrifice ankles for a W any day. <laughs> Three guys the Giants lose, including Odell Beckham for the season. Just real quick, Giants, tank. It's time. Tank, get Sam Darnold. He'll come out of the draft Who should you. quarterback? He will be. It's G- Start Geno Smith. It's That's over, a Jenny. hot take. It's over. You gave a neck x-ray to Eli Manning. Sit him for a while. Play Geno, tank, get a quarterback, play the, pay the $12 million in dead cap money to Eli Manning off next year, get a new quarterback. Trust me, Giants, it's time to tank. Meanwhile, the Yankees show they're not dead, and they might be able to overcome the big gaffe of Joe Girardi from Game 2 refusing to challenge when he was reviewless Joe because the Yankees tonight had no trouble with the Indians. 1-0. Swung on. Hit in the air to deep right. That ball's high. It is far. It is gone. He is the Santino. Gary Sanchez goes the other way and rips one in the lower seats in right. Oh, that Gary is scary. He homers to right. And the Yankees now take a 7-3 lead. And now they're banging each other. 
Yankee Radio Network on the call. That was your final. Yankees beat the Indians 7-3. They even up that series of two games apiece. Game 5, the decider, is on Wednesday night. And what the Yankees and Indians showed us is something we've told you now three times about Major League pitching, starting pitching in the postseason. It's too unreliable. Do not try to build your team around pitching because inevitably it's a dice roll whether they pitch great or whether they don't. Tonight, Trevor Bauer comes in after dominating the Yankees in game one, doesn't make it out of the second inning. We watched the Red Sox today lose in four games to the Astros. Porcello went three innings. Red Sox starters pitched a total of 11.1 innings in the series. Starting pitchers, 11.1 innings in four games. Do not build around starting pitching. Do not make it your priority because you will be underwhelmed and disappointed in the playoffs because starting pitchers don't carry success over from the regular season. Doesn't mean I'm saying get rid of all your best pitchers, but just realize that when you build and spend money on starting pitchers, they can let you down in the playoffs just as easily as a rookie will or a guy who has some kind of success. It doesn't matter. Clayton Kershaw can pitch great as well as he can get lit up. We've seen it. We've seen it. If this playoffs doesn't tell you that, there's nothing else will. Starting pitching is overrated. This is why when you build, you build your everyday guys and bullpen because you know you're going to need a bullpen every single day. You'll need a big bullpen in the playoffs. You'll need to rely on these guys sometimes in the third inning to come in and pitch multiple innings. This is how you build a team. When you are reliant on starting pitching, you are inevitably going to be disappointed. That's always the question of how much you're willing to spend overall on your roster, right? When you're doing your, all right, how much do we allocate towards starters towards our bullpen, et cetera. And certainly in the playoff, the the leash is going to be a lot shorter on starters. A guy like Trevor Bauer is only making $3.5 million, so he's not one of those top-flight, big-time payday guys. But the idea just the same is that as soon as they get in trouble now, it's do you have a, the, the luxury of a nice long man? The Red Sox thought they got that today, and they actually got nearly five innings out of Chris Sale in relief, uh, too little too late. Uh, but when you're, you're looking at building your rosters, certainly going top-heavy with the $20 million plus two to three times can put you behind the eight ball when it all counts. 877-99 on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter, at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Right now, middle of the third inning, the Dodgers with a one nothing lead over Arizona as they go. For the clincher tonight, still 17-17, Minnesota-Chicago, 8.34 to go in the fourth. We'll keep you updated on that. But coming up next, Jerry Jones, Jamel Hill. I'll take you inside all of it and give you stuff you haven't heard all day. I'm very, very excited oh, about it. Oh, it doesn't involve Tim Tebow. Or maybe it doesn't. I'm so Tim excited. Tebow. Maybe it does. No, it doesn't. But maybe it does. Next. Oh, I remember getting frisky on the dance floor to this, Mike Harmon, in college. Did you just use I'm the like, term yeah. frisky? I'm like, yeah. And how old are you? Yeah. Come on, ladies. Who wants to dance to Star Wars? I know every Han Solo line. Come on. Come on. Come on. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. This is what a club song sounds like if, like, it was a club of only 10-year-old kids. That's what will be going on right now. If there were two choices at the bar, milk and juice. It's not much worse water. than anything that's being played in clubs now. <laughs> and that's not an old man talk. That's just, you know. Can't hear yourself think. That's the point. 
17-17, Minnesota-Chicago. Bears. 5.36 to go in the fourth Got quarter. Bears. Meanwhile, Dodgers lead the Diamondbacks 1-0 in the fourth. You Darvish at 29 pitches through three Cruising. innings. Cruising. Zach Greinke at 70 pitches through three innings as they are into the fourth. Now the Dodgers going for the closer. But before we get to Jerry Jones and Jamel Hill, because you're going to want to hear what we have to say about this, the Last Jedi trailer debuted tonight. Yeah, it did. The new Last Jedi trailer. The new one. And here's my fear. That Kylo Ren is just not going to be cool enough to be a villain. He wasn't cool enough no, in the first but, one. But here's, he the, sucked. But here's the thing. He, he was whiny. Right. I don't yes. think I, I laughed out loud more yes. for that than I yes. did the pinball Yoda move uh, when he was fighting uh, yeah, no, the 984-year-old like uh, Christopher Lee. Pinball Yoda move was fun. I mean, Christopher Lee was Dracula in like 1971. Yeah, okay. So he peaked late. I mean, you know, you know good end of his career. They, they put him in. A, let's have a lightsaber was, duel between him, the, him and a guy who's supposed to be eight hundred. He was. And the he's ja- bouncing around. He was the Jamie Moyer of the Star Wars universe. Nice. Just got better, crafty southpaw. Yeah. I like that. But Kylo Ren was not cool in the first movie so, in Force Awakens. But it doesn't mine. matter because there was all the excitement about seeing the world again for the first time in twenty years, and and you see Han Solo is in it. And we got to see Luke a little bit and Princess Leia and everybody, and then the new characters and. We saw the whole world, and that was enough. Well, and Kylo someone else Ren wrote stunk. it, except yeah. for and it wasn't George Lucas, which was great. Yeah, and Kylo Ren stunk, but there was so much other good stuff. And then we get Rogue One, which was the best of all the Star Wars movies. Everything came together: good acting, plot, effects, everything. It simply was the best of all the Star Wars movies. And now here, watching this, I think so much is on Kylo Ren and Adam Driver, and it looks like he's wearing a, a Darth Vader band aid. And I, he just isn't cool. The worst thing Star Wars did was have him take his helmet off in Force Awakens because he was a great villain. He was thin. He was new. He was, you know, he, he was. You could tell he was young, but it was okay. And then he takes his helmet off, and it's like, oh boy, this is this is not going to go well because he turned into the petulant kid. Suddenly, it's Adam Driver who is Kylo Ren. Look, here is the audio when he took his helmet off for the first time. I hope they're all dead. Oh, no! <laughs> Plot twist! It's actually Bob Knight! But Bob Knight would Take be... Take that most, for that. How awesome of a villain would Bob Knight be? Just throwing chairs at people. Well, that's all he's doing, using the just force, using and he's just firing the, chairs. He, no, they chase him into a gymnasium, he goes, I have you trapped, because there's all the folding chairs, and he just keeps throwing them at you. Luke is like, Didn't no! Syndrome do that in The Incredibles? No! But he's really just not cool. No. And if he was cool, that because the villain is just as important as the good guys in Star Wars. And Darth Vader was cool. All the Star Wars villains have been a measure of cool. He is not. He's not cool. He's a kid. And I always go back. I always wonder, you know, how much was Adam Driver's agent involved going, Adam Driver will do it. And he'll be, he's excited. But he's got to have three scenes without his helmet on. Three scenes. You got to see his face three times, and that's all negotiated in a part of Hollywood. Because now all the trailer is is his face. I'm like, he's not scary enough. He's not imposing enough. He's. I, I just didn't get the specialness. Watching this trailer, I'm like, boy, I'm really worried. I'm really worried because the stakes are so high now after having two really successful movies. I'm worried that Kylo Ren is just going to sink the movie. I'm really just going to 
call it what it is. I was most excited of the screaming porg, the thing that looks, I don't know, like like a Furby. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that guy's the best. Because you know why? And they sell tons of them. They just told him the Jets were in first place. That might have been. He was screaming yeah! along. Yeah, oh, just screamed, Jets are in first place. So excited. Really? You've co-opted the, <laughs> the porg? First place, yo. There it is. First place. Hey, just the Jets like are in first place. Hey, Way Bob. too many screams in this system. I hey, think. Bob Knight, what do you think about the Jets being in first place? Let's get Bobby Knight. I hope Knight. they're all dead. Oh, no. They stink. Although I kind of like that Bobby Knight just throwing chairs at people. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> Anybody that wants to work on that, we'd appreciate it. At how about a fresca at Swollen Dome. Meanwhile, Jerry Jones, I really cannot believe he said what he did today, last night, about the national anthem. This is Jerry Jones, who a week and a half ago, I said, gave you a watershed moment in the NFL when he decided to kneel along with his teammate, along with his players, before the national anthem against the Arizona Cardinals. It was great. Then they stood, and he said, we want to show unity. We want to show togetherness, and it was a big moment. I said, now that Jerry Jones did it, everybody else is going to realize, okay, the protesting is all right. I can be okay with the protesting. And then he completely changes his tack today. If there's anything uh, that is disrespectful to the flag, then we will not play. You understand? We will not. If we are disrespecting the flag, then we won't play. Period. Disrespect the flag, kneel, and you won't play. You know what? I want every Dallas Cowboy player to kneel. I want every. I want Dak to kneel. I want Ezekiel Elliott to kneel. I want everybody to kneel. Everybody. I want Des Bryant to kneel. Go ahead, Jerry. Bench us all. Sit us all. Even Troy Aikman in the booth. I want to see him kneel. I want to see everybody kneel. This is a horrible position to put your team in. To say if you don't stand for the national anthem, I'm going to bench you. That's awful. Why is he making this? adversarial with his players. He is threatening his own players for whatever reason, whether he got a phone call from somebody, whether the president called, because President Trump tweeted out about an hour ago, good on Jerry Jones for telling his players, you will stand for the national anthem or not play. Whatever it was, this is terrible. This is terrible. It's an awful spot to put his team in. I want them all to kneel. I want them all to kneel and say, go ahead, Jerry. This is not a flag protest. Just because Mike Pence is saying, I'm not. I'm leaving the the game against the 49ers because of a protest against the flag. Our military. No, players are kneeling in protest because of racism and because of treatment of black men at the hands of police officers. This is why they are kneeling. It's not a flag protest. It's never been a flag protest. It's not against the flag. It's not against the troops. This is what it's for. But because people want to push it that way in the media, people believe that. Just because people say this is what this protest is all about doesn't mean you have to believe them. But here's the problem, is that now that it has been called an anthem protest, I do weekly hits across the country on affiliates, and some stations that I've done, and they they frame it. What do you think of the anthem protest? As soon as you start categorizing it as yeah. such, you've lost it. And I think that's one of the pieces in the whole messaging is that you can't get that back. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. No, it's for a yeah. lot of people. For a lot of people, you can't dismiss it. For a lot of people, it's become about patriotism, the military, and the flag. And you can raise your hand all you want and try to shout and say that's not what it's about. You've got to find a different tact because you've gone, you've approached a, a symbol that people hold dear. And, and it's no matter how many times you want to re-engage in a conversation, using the, the, 
flag and during the national anthem, it's that it's lost. There's there's no further discussion because we're we're so far removed from that at this point that and and Eric Reed's talked about it, a number of players that you know and obviously it took a, another left turn this this week as you mentioned with with Vice President Pence in Indianapolis, but it's it's the type of thing that trying to reframe it to the original argument, you're not going to be able to do it in this venue. And I think with, with Jerry Jones, and we're going to get into the semantics of should versus must in terms of the game ops policy from Chris Mortensen. Jerry Jones said, you know who reminded me about the game ops policy? Donald Trump. So now we're, we're going to go down the road where you, you've got this chasm between the Players Association and the owners is going to be renewed because now we're going to argue over word choices in policies such as this. The NFL already previously announcing that players won't be fined or suspended for protesting. So now we, we've got to have that larger conversation, which, again, is another offshoot. So now we're six degrees of separation from the original point of the protests and the discussions that Colin Kaepernick and the other players who began protesting over a year ago were trying to have. Here's the the definition of in the rule book for the National Football League. During the national anthem, players on the field and bench area should stand at attention, face the flag, hold helmets in their left hand, and refrain from talking. You want to hang it on the word? It says players on the field and bench area should. It doesn't say must. It doesn't say have to. It doesn't say this is what. It says they should stand. So if you want to play semantics and word, Anybody who wants Neil has this on their side. Now, you can take the attack and say, well, it's Jerry Jones' team. He can do what he wants, right? And, and that's it's freedom, as, as we talked about many times, that gets stolen from us and repurposed in the morning. Sometimes is when people want freedom from responsibility. You don't have that. What makes this different is that the First Amendment tells you you can have freedom of speech, and the government is not allowed to infringe on that. But this is the government infringing threatening saying you should fire these players i'm if vice president pence leaving this game in a protest oh by the way protests are okay apparently as long as you know you agree with what i'm protesting if you don't agree with what i protest that's another thing but this is the government getting involved in first amendment stuff and now here's jerry jones saying yeah okay now you're going to be on the bench you're not going to play yeah but it's this opinion versus policy this isn't here. but this isn't the government creating policy government but the government is influencing uh, the government's supposed to back off Government's not supposed to get involved here. I mean, this is a very, I mean, you're on the line of that now. You're right on the line of all the The president in the White House is saying these guys should be fired. President's cursing in the middle of statements saying you should fi- fire these blank, blank, blanks. I mean, that's, this is where we're headed now. This is the First Amendment stuff that we're headed to now. I got to go watch Hamilton again so I can understand all the stuff that everybody went through. Got to be in the room where it happens. The room. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming up in a minute. The next level of this conversation happened earlier today with Jamel Hill front and center on it. But before we get to that, what's happening as time is getting short? Yes. Mike Harmon's Bears? Let's find out from Tom Looney. Yes. Oh, I love this music. It reminds me when Mom used to let me stay up late and watch Monday Night Football. But it's not about me. Tonight it's about the Bears and Vikings and Mitchell Trubisky making his first start for Chicago. Made it to the end zone on the ground and through the air. He's thrown a crucial interception a minute One ago. back is Howard. Everybody else stacked on the line. Snap Trubisky, bootlegging near side. Eyes downfield. Going to throw it into the end zone. Passes tipped and oh! caught for the touchdown. 
Shaq Miller, middle of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Jeff Jonak with the call. WBBM Chicago Bears and Vikings tied at 17. It's a two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. Four Major League Baseball Divisional Series games today. Yankees-Indians ended just a short time ago on WFAN New York. high. It is far. It is gone. Gary Sanchez goes the other way and rips one in the lower seats in right. Gary is scary. And the Yankees now take a 7-3 7-3 was your final game five Wednesday in Cleveland. Houston's headed to the American League Championship Series. Astros closed out the Red Sox 5-4. Chicago went up on Washington two games to one. Cubs swatted the Nats 2-1. Game four tomorrow in the Windy City. Dodgers trying to close out the Diamondbacks in Phoenix. Boys in blue in front of the D-backs. one nothing. bottom four. Now more of the loquacious Jason Smith and his happy chatter companion Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, happy chatter Tom Looney. Sure. Appreciate it. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Again, 17-17, just under two minutes left to go. Bears and the Vikings. Dodgers still with a 1-0 lead over the Diamondbacks in the fourth inning. So Jamel Hill finds herself in the news today. ESPN broadcaster is suspended for two weeks following her most recent Twitter firestorm against Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Jones, who we talked about a few minutes ago, wants all his players to stand for the national anthem or you will sit down. You'll be benched. You won't play. Jamel Hill put out a series of tweets today saying that if you really want to hurt the Cowboys, if you disagree with it, then boycott their products. You're smart enough watching the game on television not to buy the products associated with the Cowboys, and that's where she went on. And then she gets suspended two weeks for that. Two weeks for that. Of course it's ridiculous. That's something any of us could have tweeted about it and not had to worry about any kind of repercussions. But ESPN suspends Jamel Hill two weeks for this. She doesn't get suspended for calling the president a white supremacist, but she gets suspended for this, which is pretty innocuous. After working there as long as I have, being involved in the machine that is ESPN, that is ESPN radio, ESPN television, I'll tell you exactly what happened and the likelihood of, of any of these things. And this is why Jamel Hill got suspended. because This is the big story today. And then, I'll, and, then I'll, and then I'll tell you how everything's going to end. How about that? It's, it's kind of a spoiler, but I'll tell you how it's going to yeah, end. Yeah, I, I don't think this one's quite it's as innocuous as you, you claim it to be, but go ahead. Number one, I always say that whenever you see people not suspended after they say something inflammatory, whether it's TV or whether it's radio, it's because they have people high up that are protecting well, them. Well, you saw the Bob Iger yeah. com- comments. Let me, let me read this for you, just real, for those that missed this one. Quote, It's hard for me to understand what it feels like to experience racism. I felt we needed to take into account what other people at ESPN were feeling at this time, and that resulted in us not taking action. Feeling you! So that's exactly what I mean when I say you have people high up saying we're not going to suspend you. So one of three things happened, and now we'll we'll, we'll figure out which one is the most liable or the most possible. When she tweeted this out about the Dallas Cowboys, the wrong person up high didn't like it, and whoever was protecting her couldn't protect her anymore. Somebody got a whiff of this and didn't like it, and didn't like it at all. Because this, this look, this is how it works. I worked there for a long time. I worked there in production. I worked there as a talent. I worked there as a producer. I worked there as a production assistant. 
when someone, if the wrong person up high, and I mean mega high, doesn't like it, then there's nothing you can do. Now, it's good if a person up high can protect you from that, but apparently this was something that she couldn't be protected from. That's number one. Number two, there's always the possibility the Dallas Cowboys made a phone call and got the wrong person on the phone and said, we're going to do this. Your person said this, 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 because that happens. I mean, I worked at NFL Network where the general manager of an NFL team called one of my managers very upset that on a show we talked about a potential NFL player who was still in college because their thing is, it doesn't exist. We can't talk about college kids at the NFL Network. We don't talk about them. We don't talk about it. And we talked about one of them on the show and a GM on the phone screaming like we're making, like, you know, like nobody else does mock drafts or anything like that. Screaming, why do you do that? This is this is not a guy we should be talking about in the NFL. I can't believe you did that. Well, you don't get it paid happens. to do those mock drafts, Jason Smith. There's a whole other part of the machine that's dedicated to being locked up in a room doing 84 iterations of a mock draft. You are infringing on their part of the machine. It happens. If someone's not in the NFL, it's like they don't exist, which is ridiculous, but that's the way it is. And you see what... I'm telling you, an NFL GM called up screaming at one of my managers saying, how dare you talk about a kid who's still in college? Just about where he'd be in the draft next year. Just about what team he might fit on. So that's also a possibility. Then there's this one. They wanted to suspend her after she called President Trump a white supremacist. But they didn't make the decision fast enough. And then when the next day the White House press secretary weighs in, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders says it's a fireable offense, and then Donald Trump gets involved, ESPN says, well, we're not going to do it just because you tell us. So they were stuck. So they had to have one of those. Look, when did, when did she put out her statement saying, hey, this is what happened, and, and uh, you know, I, I put ESPN in a bad spot, and ESPN put it to bed. 11 o'clock at night on the West Coast. They wanted this to be done. It was a dump. They dumped it on the air. They dumped it out on Twitter 11 o'clock at night. So either they wanted to suspend her for the last time. That's the last thing is they want to spend her for the last time, but they didn't get around to it. So now she does this, and it upsets somebody up high. So they said, you know what? Now we got to suspend you. We told you to be cool on social media. We told you to stay out of, out of trouble and, and lay low for a while. And as a result, they couldn't happen. So I, so I guarantee you that's the genesis. Someone up high is upset because either they were upset or the Cowboys called and because they wanted to suspend her last time, now they said, okay, now we got to suspend her. Because this is pretty innocuous for two weeks. Well, pretty you, innocuous. You have a combination of things, combination of, of tweets, and in this one you're telling people to, here's a bunch of sponsors to stay away from. Mm-hmm. You're a league partner. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. That's, that, that's not a minor, minor situation. You know, certainly we could talk about the political influence in the back and forth and should she have been suspended for the comments of the first tweets and the way Disney responded to that certainly left a, a lot to be desired. I think the way Bob Iger handled that situation coming out days and days later wasn't a, an immediate response. They didn't discuss it and, and eventually came up with that type of explanation. But when you have this situation, and again, you're getting to the core of your business I think ESPN may, is two weeks too harsh. This is like when we argue penalties for for guys that are that are suspended in the NFL or anywhere else. Oh, should he get it seven days? Should he get two days? Either way, 
suspendable offense. And I'll tell you how it's going to end real fast. It's going to end eventually Jamel Hill is going to be an ex-ESPN employee. Because for every single person, I mean go down the row, for every single person who has presented themselves as I'm the ESPN employee that doesn't curtail to norms and I'm, I'm someone who's out there and I, I'll say what I want to say regardless as to what the backlash is of it. Every single one of those people who has tried to portray I'm the maverick of ESPN has wound up getting let go and has been somewhere else. Every single person, top to bottom, they wind up being out, and that's how this story is going to end for her at some point. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, oh, Mitchell Trubisky giveth and Mitchell Trubisky taketh away. The Vikings win it 20-17. to Wait till we tell you how it happened. Coming up next, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, oh, Mitchell Trubisky, an interception late. The Vikings turn it into a game-winning field goal on a short field. They beat the Bears 20-17. to Right now, 2-0, Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. But joining us now on the hotline, no one better, NFL on Fox, insider extraordinaire, Jay Glazer. And, Jay, you know what? All things being equal, this is a really good Vikings defense, and Outside of the pick late, which is going to happen, I thought Trubisky wasn't bad tonight. Yeah, even look, that's the thing that the you know, with Trubisky that they can usually when you got a rookie quarterback and you you, know, you pare down the game plan for them, they actually added in a bunch of stuff so he can move, so he could. They could you saw how much he rolled them out, and even that interception at the end there, that was. I mean, aim wise, it was pretty on the money. It was not a smart, you know, throw to make, obviously, right into a Harrison Smith, but. It was, uh, you know, he was accurate. He showed a lot of, obviously, a lot of athleticism. They almost made this move at the end of the preseason, but that third, I think it was the third preseason game. Michael Lennon actually played pretty well, and they said, you know what, it kind of works out better here because what we'd much rather have is Trubisky see how defenses adjust mid-game. So that's why they held off a little bit here, and obviously, you still see that, you know, he's going to have a big learning curve. Jay, the Giants continued their skid, and now we're going just time and again. Every time I check yeah. social media, it seems another guy's going to IR. Uh, do we see Geno well, Brent, Smith Brent now? Marshall uses his own Instagram tonight to tell us. How about that? He didn't even you didn't even get that one to break, Jay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I tell you what, I, you know, I've seen we've we've seen games right where like offensive linemen after offensive linemen go down. Right, we've seen games where you know different quarterbacks are not that, but I've. I can't remember a time ever when you got four wide receivers knocked out all with ankle and foot injuries right. in the same game. And, you know, the severity of them also were, you know, three of the four are absolute season enders. It was, uh, that was just, that was bizarre. Yeah, and now you got Eli Manning getting a neck x-ray. We could wind up seeing Geno Smith at quarterback. This, this isn't going to get better for the Giants, Jay. No, it's not going to get better. And, you know, it, it was, you know, Yesterday, obviously, with Odell, by the time the teammates had gotten back in the locker room, he was he was already gone. They were so concerned about that ankle, and you know, I know they still want to do you know a lot more uh, tests on him just to make sure exactly what's going to have to happen. But you know, every you know every ankle injury is different, every knee injury is different. The way Odell went down yesterday, that was uh, ooh, that was that was a tough one. 
Yeah, it's a tough one to watch. Jay Glazer on with us. Jason Smith Show live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. Check him out. Insider at Fox Sports, unbreakable performance center owner and the founder of MVP, merging vets and players and touchdown dreams. You can get in on what they've got going at vetsandplayers.org. Pittsburgh, the other firestorm in the National Football League, a lot of chatter in the media, oh. Big Ben now talking, ah, oh, maybe I don't have it anymore. We had Antonio Brown. We've had the Le'Veon Bell hold out, and he wasn't happy with his workload. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Mike Tomlin's uh, locker room? Yeah, I mean, right now it's kind of trauma central. And the thing about Roethlisberger is, you know, once you start talking about retirement, I mean, you put it in the universe, and it's, it's, you know, it's almost like even if you don't mean it, you just want attention, you're still kind of something's pulling that, pulling at you, you know, you're a little bit different once you use the retirement word. And, you know, he did that, I think, about a year and a half ago, then did it last year again. And, you know, for him to, you know, have that statement, it's like we're trying to feel sorry for him, eh, not, not really a good look. You know, I feel like, Jay, he's been priming us for this. You know, in the off season when he says, oh, this could be it for me, yeah. this might be my last year. I feel like he knew yeah. it could all fall apart for me this year, so let me get out ahead of the story. Right, it's almost like a built-in excuse there, like, oh, my gosh, if I tell him this, then, you know, they're going to go, oh, no, Ben, don't go, or, oh, no, it's, we saw, he kind of saw the wheels coming apart. No, and that's, but that's part of Ben. Ben's been a drama queen for a while, so that's what I'm saying. You know, you have a, a, a loss like that, you know, it's not a what was me type of moment. AJ, lastly, the Dolphins offensive line coach Chris Forrester resigned Monday after a video surfaced oh boy. on hey, social hey, media. Hey, 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 real simple. Okay. All the guys out there. Don't send videos <laughs> at all. That's it. Don't hit not send. Of yourself, not of you. I don't care how proud you are of yourself naked. Don't send anybody a video of it. Don't record yourself doing drugs and send it. It's not that hard. Wait a minute. I'm just getting in my phone a naked photo of Jay Glazer. Hang on. Someone's sending it to me right now, Jay. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen, man. If it's not that hard, it's really not. Two they- things you don't send. There you go, and you'll be okay. How's Adam Gase holding up, just really quickly? Because it's, it's oh been a year. I mean, put, you know what he's. I mean, this whole season. Just look at this season for them. Also, from I mean, they miss, they lose their quarterback, they miss a game um, because of the hurricane. Then they come out to Los Angeles and Lawrence Timmons, who not like him, he goes a wall and they have that situation. And then they go and lose to the Jets. I mean, and then this right here, this one, this one. Um, you know, if they and I tweeted this today, if. You know, we would try to write this for ballers. They'd be like, oh, come on, that would never happen. No one would believe it. And now it's going to be in the and next they, season. They said, they said ballers is too much, right? Ballers is G-rated. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That's at Jay Glazer. And check out the website, vetsandplayers.org. MVP, merging vets and players and touchdown dreams, Jay. As always, buddy, appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure Herb Edwards would love that advice, Listen too. to my advice, fellas. Listen to my advice. <laughs> The sage words of Jay Glazer. There it is. No. <laughs> Take it easy, Jay. See you, Jay. <laughs> Look, that's, and we're going to get into the story big time coming up in about 10 minutes, is that this is exactly what it is. I say it all the time. Hollywood, whatever it is, don't take video. What are you doing? Really? What are you doing? Don't hit send. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Comron. More on these big stories from the National Football League and the night in baseball coming up next. We're rolling, Fox. Now with Michael Harmon. Now with Extra Last Jedi Trailer. It's the Jason Smith Show. Jason and 
My best friend, Mike Harmon. Easy, Chewy. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. And if you miss any of the show, don't forget, you can go and download it right after the show is over. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, foxsportsradio.com. You can listen to the whole show, certain portions of it, whatever you want. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com, iHeartRadio app. Rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. A quick update from Major League Baseball. Make it a 2-1 game in the bottom of the fifth inning as Daniel Descalso has just gone deep off of you Darvish solo home run, cutting the Dodgers' lead to 2-1. Cody Bellinger giving the Dodgers a lead, a 2-0 lead earlier and now making a phenomenal catch going over the railing in foul territory to snuff out the Diamondbacks in that inning. Holy that was some cow. kind of play by Should Bellinger it still count right once you go into the Ooh. dugout, though? Aren't you kind of out of the field you, of play? You are you are really a stickler about that field of play stuff. Yeah. You, you, you know, you go like, flying into you the seats. You go flying up there. Out. Come on. Why? That's what made Jeter famous, running into the chairs. No, and I say it shouldn't have counted. Well, this one you did. left the field of play. This one was better than You're Jeter's done. catch anyway. Jeter would never have been with any of the women he was with if he didn't make That's that catch. That's erroneous. That is very None true. I agree. None I mean, them. one or two of them might have <laughs> snubbed him. That made I don't think all sex. But this is some kind of play. He goes completely over the railing and into the Dodger dugout seconds ago on a foul ball to end the inning, and hopefully he's okay. Looked all right. They went to commercial, so we'll keep you posted on this, obviously. But that's some kind of play. That, you know, hey, that's the legend of Cody Bellinger. We 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 said it all the time this year. Aaron Judge gets all the publicity, and he, all the columns. Everything is written about. Well, he Aaron finally Judge, got a hit Aaron today. Judge. Yes, he did. I that that should be uh, noted. I think there the were winning. You know, celebrations across New York. But he gets all the publicity, and Cody Bellinger. Oh, another home run! Oh, another! Oh boy, he's pretty good. Should we call his home run a belly bomb? What is it? Oh, that's great. Cody Bellinger is just as good, if not better, than Aaron Judge. And now everybody's starting to find that out because. He's on television across the country, and people are seeing it because he played in Los Angeles when his games weren't even on TV in L.A., and if you weren't watching television at 1130 at night, you didn't get to see highlights of it or want to go on the Internet and find it. Aaron Judge, you couldn't miss him. You couldn't walk out of your house without someone saying, hey, look at this Aaron Judge home run. Look at this Aaron Judge highlight. Couldn't get it, but now you're seeing it for Bellinger. So that's a great thing because baseball needs more stars, and, and a play like that, he'll become one. The beauty of being able to be seen in prime time, and be able to be seen in every home. Yeah. Something that Bellinger has not enjoyed no. this entire season, as much as you may have been a mouthpiece for him, and as much as I may have been a mouthpiece for him, as much as Justin Frostberg might have walked the streets with a sandwich board telling everybody all about his brilliance. Yeah, no, but that doesn't count, right? Because he went in the stand. You don't like that. He I don't know. He went out of field of play. That wasn't that you. You talked you, about it? his home runs. Though. Doesn't count for you. Yeah, but you were talking about his home runs. But that play doesn't count for you, though. It really doesn't. It doesn't. No. So it's like it's never happened. No. Just wipe it. Wipe it right out. No, I agree. Wipe it right no. out. You go into you go outside the field of play. It doesn't happen. That's right. Trubisky right. couldn't do that one. <laughs> Look at he gets a win and he's all chesty. Like I got a Chargers win, and you know what we did? We injured every Giants player. You knocked hey. out. Three was like, Giants wide You were like receivers. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> when you're 0-4, when in Rome, right? 
<laughs> yeah, we get the late breaking news about an hour ago. Brandon Marshall announcing on his Instagram page. Scooping is, Jay Glazer. Yeah. Jay's, Jay wasn't happy about it. We got to have Brandon Marshall on the show, and he's going to give us scoops all the time. I'll tell you what. Marshall done for the season, as is Odell Beckham Jr. Lewis also done for the year. It's it's very difficult for and the Giants the, right now. The Chargers got to win. And so the all is forgiven. You knocked yourself out of the Darnold sweepstakes. And you put the Giants into the Darnold sweepstakes. I'm so excited. Yeah, they're welcome. <laughs> Sham I, I mean, for Sam, right? If you're the Giants, tank. Tank. You have nothing to play for. You're 0-5. Your team stinks. Everybody's hurt. Sit Eli down with the, with the neck injury that he has. Play Geno Smith. Stink for the rest of the season. And get your next quarterback. Do exactly what the Colts did. Peyton Manning was great. We were awesome for years. And then we had one lean year where we started – Curtis Painter at quarterback, and then the next year, oh, we get Andrew Luck, and now irrelevant again. Do it. Tank, you're 0-5. Go it. Do it. You'll get somebody of good. Co- of course, when's, when's he getting out of the field again? <laughs> well, but still, you had, you, wow. had five, you had five years of being relevant again. Yeah. Which, when you What did that get you? Five years of I mean, being you relevant. got a banner for showing up in the championship you had, game. You had five years of being relevant. That's pretty good. Yay. I, many teams would give a lot for that. To be relevant? Yeah. I mean, look, finally, the Jets are relevant. We're in first place, buddy. Well, because all it is buddy, is people writing place. columns Erroneous. to mock them. Erroneous. Place. Erroneous on both no, 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 no. The Jets are in first place. There are three teams at three and two. But think about that showdown to come this week. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> Jets, Patriots, <laughs> nine and a place. half point point spread. Yeah. 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 Just Well, that's because, yeah. you know. They don't know about Bilal Powell, so that's why the spread is up a little bit. And you know, Never Forte heard of is out. So, you know, if Powell plays, that point spread comes down from nine and a half Ooh. to almost to pick him. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. That was pretty good. We're in first place, buddy. We're go. trying to lose, and we're in first place, and the Giants are trying to win, and they're 0-5. Knock, knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? 0-5. Owen. Oh, uh... ah! I can run that forever. Hey, you know, it's great yeah, off of the Monday yeah, night football yeah. game. What's that, buddy? Our boss, Scott Shapiro, called to apologize. Call, what, what do you mean? Just to say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry we won that game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were going to, uh, him being a Vikings fan, me with my Chicago roots. And I said, well, you know, I actually turned to Jason in the middle of the fourth quarter going, I don't know that they necessarily want to win. I think they want it to look good. <laughs> but they need additional assets. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, We'll get more into the Monday night game coming up in a few minutes. However, a story that blew everybody away today. Uh, DJ, the Dolphins line coach gets fired. You're fired. (laughs) DJ. Wasn't he offensive line? He's a line coach. DJ. Uh, Chris Forster, Dolphins offensive line coach, one of the highest paid assistants in the National Football League. Resigned today after a video was made public of him snorting what was a white powder. You can use your imagination mm-hmm. in to believe what it is. It's not yet been confirmed. Uh, but he decided to make a video of himself snorting this white powder using a rolled up dollar bill and then saying things on the video. Mm-hmm. Let's take a listen. Hey, Ben. Miss you thinking about you how about me going to a meeting and doing this before i go there's those big grains falling but i miss you i miss you a lot 
drunk. What do you think? Crazy? Oh, no, babe. It's gonna be a while before we can do this again. Because I know you're gonna keep that baby. But I think about you when I do it. I think about how much I miss you, how high we got together, how much fun it was. So much fun. The last little bit before I go to my meeting. Is that fucked up yet? You think? I think not. I wish I was looking this off your That is unbelievable. It's like from a movie. He's using a $20 bill to sniff this, quote, white powder, a video he's making for a dancer who he sends this video to. Apparently, he was involved in some kind of relationship with, and ta-da, the video gets made public. He is no longer with the Miami Dolphins. They announced that they will still try to get him the help he needs, but he is done. There are a few things with this. The first thing is Chris Forster blows to hell the image that we all have of what an assistant coach in the NFL is, right? Why is that? The big, overweight guy who just stays tirelessly working until 2, 3, 4 in the morning, ordering fast food, sleeping on a couch, you know, being all disheveled, yelling at people. No, no, this dude is snorting lines, and he's talking about a dancer that he was with, and there's a baby, whatever he's talking about. And That's not the offensive line. That's not a line coach. It's not. What, line coach. That's not a. It's not an assistant Say coach. Say that, that really slowly. And anybody, let that sink in. Anybody has their image of in their head. No, I think part of it though is if we're going to talk about the the white powder. I mean, that's going to help you keep moving and, you know, work against the fast food and the other tireless hours that you're spent locked up in an office. And you got to blow off some steam, right? No. <laughs> I'm so trying. here's what I'm going to no. do. I'm going to go to a meeting because this is all apparently at Dolphins headquarters. You know, here's this my desk and I got to go to a meeting now. Well, he was amped up for the meeting well, now. And now we know why guys can stay up until 2, 4 Well, he's also and, and been spending tape. 24 hours a day trying to figure out how to solve <laughs> offensive line woes to get this offense rolling. But this is what I say all the time. Every time we have a nude photo hacking scandal, something like this comes up. I don't know that I can say anything more valuable to people than this. If you are a Hollywood celebrity or an entertainer or someone who has a public profile, whether you're an NFL assistant coach, anybody else, if you're going to do something that's a little bit scandalous, that's like snorting lines or taking naked selfies of yourself, which you should have every right to do, don't do it because eventually they're going to be made public. Don't do well, it. I mean, you already sent Somebody's out those gonna photos in the half shirt. I that did thing, send out that those. half jersey thing well, you were talking people, about. People asked for him. I kind of had to. Send Who did? Those out. Uh, people. A lot of people. What people? I got a lot of fans, Mike, that want to see me in a half shirt. That want to see that yes. look. Yes. How about that? But don't take video of it. Not even video and send it out. Don't take video. Someone's going to get your phone. Someone's going to find it. It's going to go out. Why people keep doing this, I have no idea. But I say it all the time. Don't take video of it. I know you should have every right to take video, but it's not going to work out for you because someone's going to get crossed at some point and the video's going to go public. This guy sent a video out to his dancer girlfriend. Look, hey, ta-da! Here it is. How'd it get there? Gee, I don't know. Don't take video. Now, we actually have audio of Chris Forrester resigning from today in Miami. Let's hear it. Drunk! 
drugs oh. and alcohol no. have ruined no. my life. No, you did not. Frostburg. You're going to hell. Frostburg's in a frisky mood. He came tar- back. The charges won you. I got to win. I'm wearing the same shirt that I've had on for 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it may have poured champagne on me in the locker room. Oh, it's the ju- first win of his of his radio produ- radio producing yeah. career for yeah. the Chargers. Frost- Big deal. Frostburg, in case you don't know, I'm sure you know by now, but Justin Frostburg is the producer of Charger games for AM570 and KFI here in Los Angeles. He's the he's the Chargers play-by-play producer. He does the games and he gets the first win of his career yesterday. And he is still happy about it. He's the that. guy that gives you all the breaking news and all the big time interviews and sound bites that you need to get through and 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 carries you through what is a long day and and we've learned a lot about what it takes to do a game day production because he walks in here i mean i know he's got a little kid at home and all uh-huh. but he walks in here coming off of these road trips and it's like the man has not slept he, he's drinking a lot more coffee than even you are at this point yeah and justin let me tell you dude here don't take any videos of yourself and don't send them send to anybody videos. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't send them to your wife. Don't take. I know you're excited the Chargers won. Just don't, hit send, right? Don't, <laughs> don't send videos. It's like, it's like with Baby Groot. Don't hit this button. I am Groot. No, 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 no. not that one. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresco? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you got to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. Coming up next, we'll react to Monday Night Football and tell everybody why you are crazy if you are criticizing the managers after the day in Major League Baseball. Fox. Don't send videos. (laughs) You guys, man. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Come on now. Don't send videos. (laughs) You know, I couldn't even make that sound effect better than... Chris Forster, the former Dolphins O-line coach, did. Yeah, don't be mad, Harmon. He's got better lungs than us. I mean, that's pretty good power. Get that man a cape. I immediately start thinking about the possible you know, downside of the addiction and all, all the, uh, the negative part of this. So it's the weighing of it. I just... You I, know, there's, a, there's it's hefty. I Just don't hit send. Don't send videos. <laughs> don't hit send. That's what it is. Get that Herm Edwards phone. It says the, don't the press send. The voice of Jay Glazer over the top. Jay Glazer who once said, how do you improve Michael Harmon? Yeah. Um, how could you possibly improve Michael Harmon? What are you talking about? That's right. That's right. So he's he's now the voice of reason for all things. <laughs> the Dodgers on top of Arizona 3-1. Top of the sixth inning. Dodgers just left a runner on third with two outs, but they still had the lead. 3-1, the only run you Darvish has given up, uh, touched by home by Daniel Descalso. So far, Bellinger with a home run. Barnes giving the Dodgers a 3-1 lead with his home run there. Before we get into Monday Night Football, we now know what the worst contract in all of sports is. It's now official. There's nothing that's going to be worse than this. The 76ers and Joel Embiid have agreed to a five-year $148 million designated rookie scale Never maximum contract extension. Good for him. 
<laughs> the Sixers love him because he doesn't play. Hey, we got to give you a lot of money because you don't really play. So you're our best guy. We're trusting the process with you. You know we what? We for the next four years. We don't care. Look, since we've been on the air together, it's been nearly four years. We've covered a lot of new contracts and re- renegotiations and extensions and all these things. I don't think I've ever cheered so wildly for a player as Joel Embiid on this contract. Because you want to talk about getting over. This is getting over uh, based on expectations, reputation. This is the equivalent of the old CBA rules and rookie wages for quarterbacks coming out, getting a $50 million novelty check. Joel Embiid has played a total of 31 games in the NBA the last three years. He was drafted. He was hurt. Missed a year. Missed it again. Finally, he plays. And when he plays, he was okay. But he could only make it through 31 games before he got hurt again. And the Sixers said, we got to extend him. Here's five years and $148 million. This is now officially the worst contract in sports. Not because Embiid is not talented, not because he's not fun, but seriously, a guy in three years has played 31 games. I mean, come on. Come on, man. And you said, no, we got to run and give him $150 million? I, 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 you know what? I'll tell you right now if you told me he got a $148 million extension. Does he play in 148 games for the Sixers, or does he collect $148 million? $148 million. $148 million. He, No way he made 148 games for the Sixers. No way. Let's they see. paid him a million dollars a game. There's no way. It could be $178. He's got $30 million dollars in incentives in this deal. What's the incentive? He's already got 100 <laughs> I mean, it's, he, he, he's he, getting paid all that money, no, no. even if he, Here, he sits no. in a suit. No, if he plays less than forty games, he gets an extra thirty million dollars. Wow! How about that? <laughs> Take it, that for that. That's how it works for the Sixers. I mean, honestly, just be smart for a second. I mean, five one forty eight for a guy that can't stay on the floor. I mean, I know you want to, fit, but you drafted him when he was hurt. I, I, this is never going to work out. Is well. this? Really just the the idea that you're desperately hoping that the process actually comes to fruition? No. Right, because you got people, no, what no, the no, over-under no, no, was no, set no. at like 40 no, no. for them for this year, wasn't it? No. Like nearly a 500 team based on what's going on in the East? You're basically paying him to tweet. That's what you're doing for well, Joe Embiid. It's got a lot of value. I mean... I, I don't see I mean, the well, hashtag are, not an ad. They, no, they are good tweets. No, he does tweet he, very he's well. Pretty good. He does yeah. tweet pretty good. But five years, $148 million for tweet. I mean it. He won't make it 148 games for the 76ers. Well, when you at Rihanna, you kind of got to get paid that much. Oh. He's got to land the date, though, eventually. Yeah. Come on, yeah. dude. You I, can't get paid till you do. Then he wouldn't need the money. Because he's with oh, Rihanna. Oh, when you're dating Rihanna, what's money? You don't need yeah. anything. Rihanna All makes right, $148 million dollars a week. All right, I mean, let's that's see like this. nothing. He's only tweeted 2,400 times. Yeah, but they're all good ones. Yeah, he's got 900,000 followers approximately. Uh, he just tweeted out 20 minutes ago, quote, the process to be continued, dot, 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 dot. I yeah. love you, Philadelphia. Yeah. Hashtag five more years. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 31 games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the dollars. freaking goat. He did it again. <laughs> go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. I'm on a basketball court doing things, LMAO. <laughs> Come on. That's gold from October 5th. I'm on a basketball court doing things, LMAO. I'm back. Hashtag the process. Worst 
contract in sports. Now, it's not even close. Year two or year four, another chance at rookie of the year. Should be fun. Not even close. Worst contract. No, no, you could sign the Giants could sign Barry Zito again for $130 million. Wouldn't be as wor- worse than this. That's how bad a contract this is. I mean, he talked about the Chargers getting rid of their former kicker on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for me. You can throw him some couple million dollars. Hey, Young Way Koo, make some more trick shot videos. Here's no, no, no. Damn, Young Way Koo definitely ain't Koo no more. Oh, wow. How about yeah. that? Wow, too <laughs> soon, Joel. Young Way Koo, not Koo. Anymore? How about that? He went burn. <laughs> uh, maybe TJ Youngway Cool and the gang will have something to celebrate later on this season. TJ eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How about a Fresca? The Jason Smith Show at Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Like how to help so you can make sure you're ready for some of life's unexpected hazards. Stay ahead of the game with tips from a knowledgeable pro. At farmers. Dot, 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 com. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. All right, buddy. So tell me now. You, it's, you've had yeah. some time to digest yes, this. Yes, sir. Now. You watch Mitchell Trubisky play a pretty good game against a pretty good defense in Minnesota. Throws a bad interception in the final couple of minutes. That was a good play by Harrison Smith. Though. Vikings get a short field. They yep. kick the game-winning field goal. They beat the Bears 20-17. to 17. How do you feel? Tell me the truth. How do you feel? Beginning of a nice, long relationship with Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. All right. I I would like to see this Mitchell Trubisky with wide receivers that are A-list wide receivers, one, or at least a guy that was an up-and-comer, say a Cameron Meredith who isn't there because of injury. Kendall Wright, a couple of nice grabs. You saw McBride with a couple of nice efforts down the field. They had a couple of big pass plays taken back because of penalty, some officiating of resetting clocks that had people confused uh, and John Fox commenting in the post game. But all in all, it, it was a successful first game. Yes, the touchdown was mm-hmm. a tip drill, but it counts just the same. To Hunter Zach threw Miller. a touchdown. He sure. looked good. That was a good good toss yeah. over the middle to Benny Cunningham. Uh-huh. Who Johnny Hecker immediately said, this guy should be in every down run. Oh, he's threatening Johnny Hecker. Now, here you go. Uh, because it was also a big day because of the – Duck, duck, goose celebration for the Vikings for the two-point conversion that was run brilliantly by Trubisky on a fake to Jordan Howard, which saved a lot of people I know in their fantasy uh. football leagues. Uh, and, and we had the whole Jedi trailer. John Fox, mm-hmm. it's almost like he, at halftime he sneaked out of the room to go watch the trailer. Because <laughs> here was his post-game comment on Trubisky. Quote, I think our guys feel it. They feel his presence. I'll tell you, I'm excited about Trubisky. Uh, he, the game wasn't too big for him. No, he was accurate. He was yeah. decisive. He's throwing the football to Moves nobody. Well and he was out okay. of the pocket. Yeah, he was weapon. good. Trubisky, look, he threw a pick at the end, but you know what? That's going to happen. It yeah, was not, not a terrible toss. You know, we, we can debate it, but I, I thought it was a, a well-played an executed uh, response from Harrison Smith to take that one away from Zach Miller. Uh, something I am definitely afraid of. Yeah. Coming up in one minute, coming off tonight, coming off tonight, a big night, something I am definitely afraid of. But first, I believe you, Darvish, has hit his second batter of the inning. Yes, yes. Uh, let's go to Tom Looney right now, who's got uh, a Spalding Rawhide tattooed on the backside 
of his left hip. That's Mr. right. Looney? Four Major League Baseball Divisional Series games today, including the one in front of me here on TV1. Los Angeles, Arizona. Dodgers trying to close out the Diamondbacks in the Valley of the Sun. L.A. in front of Arizona, 3-1 to one in the bottom of the sixth inning. Over, also, uh, Chicago went up on Washington, two games to one. Cubs swatted the Nets to one game four. Tomorrow in the Windy City, Bronx Bombers forced a game five with the Tribe. Yankees Boone swaggled the Indians seven to three. Game five Wednesday in Cleveland, Ohio. Houston headed to the American League Championship Series. Astros closed out the Red Sox five to four. In a game completely devoid of pigskin proficiency, the Minnesota Vikings played the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. Best part of the game: this call from Paul Allen, play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Vikings on KFAN Minneapolis. Right, McKinnon following a pulling up line and. McKinnon gets to the 40, to the 30, and it's loose inside the 10, touchdown! Jarek McKinnon runs roughshod on the Chicago Bears. It's a 58-yard score. Yeah, I love that Why guy. Why do you even ponder Paul passing? Allen, thanks to an interception thrown by Bears rookie quarterback Mitchell Trubisky deep in his own territory as time was running out. Vikings were able to kick a field goal as time was running out. Vikings 20 Bears 17, your final. And now, the spoken word version of Hall and Oates, Jason Smith, and Michael Harmon. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. You're a great duo. I'm a big fan. Thanks, buddy. Sure. Appreciate that. Sure. You may have mocked my team incessantly. I mean, who doesn't like a good defensive battle? Oof, oof. Lots of boners. In Come that on, game. it was three two. Bloopers, and boners, and practical jokes. It used to be a show with Ed McMahon back in the day. Oh, I don't know that boners. Oh, I remember was that. Was I remember. It? No, it was bloop. It was bloopers, bloopers bleeps, and blunders, jokes. And, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. thing with the guy in the place. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that's where we sit right now with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. You Darvish just hit his second batter of the inning. Walker gets hit in the front of the helmet flap. So they have runners now at first and second. There's a timeout. On the field right now is uh, they're looking at Walker, but it looks like he is okay going down to first base. So the Dodgers and Diamondbacks in a bit of a precarious situation right now. Bottom of the sixth inning, Dodgers again with a 3-1 lead. Something I'm very nervous about, Mike Harmon. You're nervous. nervous about this. Look, the biggest part of the... Monday night football game. Yes, Mitchell Trubisky, who was. Well, it was kind of a big deal because it really kept them at bay with that 3 2 halftime score. The Vikings kicked the field goal. Kai Mm -hmm. Forbath just ahead of halftime. Sure. I mean, that's that's what you call a lead in. Yeah. Well, it was 2 0 for a while. Oh, it was great. And then, you know, Forbath with the three run homer off of, uh, you know, uh, off of insert, you know, Chicago ace of the Uh, past. Because you know what I was thinking of? When yeah, you were going to do something to mock yeah. me. You know, no, and then you know you, in your head of, you were going, Mets, Mets, Mets. No, Mets. you know what was going in my head? Because you never got me back on Twitter yesterday when Kittle kept catching passes Wasn't for the 49ers yesterday. Yeah. I was calling. Oh, I favorited it. On Fantasy Zone, I'm saying, I, I, I get on, I go, and DJ, 83 AL Rookie of the Year, Ron Kittle with a touchdown catch. For the Niners. They really let you do that bit? Yeah. How about that? It's fun. Oh, I get to be a jackass, do whatever I want. Yeah, you know, I got, I got to man the snack bar <laughs> oh. for the AYSO. Oh, very Flipping good. Flipping burgers and wielding cheese and dogs. and I was a fry, no fry one, cook for a couple hours. No one wields cheese like Mike Harmon No does. question about it. People were lined up because they, they watched the thundering calves and quads at work in the kitchen. The new trailer. For the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, premiered that thing. 
during Monday Night Football. Sean McDonough never looked more pleased to be part of something in his broadcasting career. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the Star Wars, apparently, this is a movie I don't understand. I mean, he calls games with Chewbacca. (laughs) Happy holidays, people. (laughs) Really, Chewy. Well, okay. Chewy thinks that's going to be it for Tony Singrani. He's coming out of this one. Uh, The worry I have, so much is on Kylo Ren. He was such a big part of this trailer, and he is not cool. That's the thing. He's not a cool villain. And Star Wars is about the villains as much as it is about the heroes. And he just has no modicum of cool. He was petulant, whiny. Taking his helmet off in Force Awakens was the worst thing. And you watch this trailer, and he's all through it. He's got like a Darth Vader Band-Aid on his face. And I'm watching it going, he could sink the movie. The fact that his character is just not cool could sink this movie because, look, the worst thing they did, like I said, was have him take his helmet off. Yeah, but you got to be able to emote and, and, and do all that when no, you're dealing you with Darth, Darth Vader was the best villain in the movie ever. He never took his helmet off until the end of Return of the Jedi. The best, oh, best villain in a movie ever? Sure he was. He's better than Alan. Darth Vader's better than Alan Rickman. You don't think the warden in Shawshank was a better villain? No, no. Darth Vader. Dude, Darth Vader is, I mean, come on. The guy's an icon. I mean, Darth Vader was Darth Vader. And Kylo Ren, is a, I felt like his agent. See, but Darth Vader lost all his street cred when he went Frankenstein. <laughs> no, that wasn't Darth uh, Vader's fault. No, that was bad. He should have held out and said, no, no, you, you <laughs> rewrite that You give dialogue. me a better line. But I, I feel like the, the politics of Hollywood, like, because Kylo Ren had three scenes, Adam Driver, with his helmet off. And that ruined the Force. That ruined that part of the Force Awakens. Because the Force Awakens, we got immersed in the world again. We were so looking forward to it. There's so many other moving parts that that bad part of it, all right, you can kind of brush it under the rug a little bit. Then you had the latest movie that was, in my mind, I'll tell you what, Rogue One was the best Star Wars movie they've had yet. Everything came together on it. And now you have the next Star Wars, but we're used to it now. We need to see something. And seeing Kylo Ren, I'm like, he's just not cool. And all the scenes are Adam Driver. is, And I feel like I'm just seeing a petulant, whiny Adam Driver pretend to be a grown-up and wear big boy pants and play a villain. Rosberg, yeah. who's never seen a frame of you any of these Jar films. Jar don't you? You really want to see more Jar Jar. Oh, I'd rather have Jar Jar as a villain I than I mean, him. that's got to be the best villain of all time, Jar Jar. <laughs> now, let, let's get into this really quickly. I mean, we're breaking down film. Uh, of the NFL Monday night football game. Why, why don't we do this as well? All right. One, it, it's it's about Mark Hamill. Everybody wants to see old Luke go nuts. Oh, yeah, sure. Especially he's grizzled, and, and he's gotten a lot of run. But good on Twitter. They know him as the Joker in the, the animated features and everything else. And, and, and Mark Hamill's having himself a nice run. And now he, he's looking all crazy out on that island, which is great. So we have that. We have the Porg. The Porg is trending. That's that little furry guy hanging out with Chewbacca. No, screaming. no, it's Kristaps Porzingis. They call him Porgs. He's going to be in the movie. Now, nah, that would be something. Yeah. Is that part of the sponsorship that's being announced by the Knicks tomorrow for Hello. New Jersey? Because they really have teased that like 97 times I think we today. know what we're doing. And then the third thing, who's the guy? I've only seen this once before is the line from Luke Skywalker in terms of power. And then we see the... The metal fist coming up from the what looks to be a burning house or a funeral pyre. Is that Vader? Anybody got any theories? Add how about a fresca at Swollen Dome? Chime in now. I like Porgs. Porgs is the guy yelling at the Chewbacca. It looks like he was just told the Jets are in first place. He's very happy. Yeah, no, he was screaming. He it was pretty good. No, uh, not to fine. be confused with Pogs, the famous flipping game that you had back in the day. 
<laughs> no, I just think it's Porzingis. That's really think I it all comes back to him. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. People are just upset that, you know, they don't know, oh, this is a guy that's played in the NBA for a while. Okay. that's that, I mean, that's what it is. No. That's why the the Knicks had to keep him. Well, it's kind of like getting all those stars into Game of Thrones and things. Here, we're just going <laughs> to jam Kristaps Porzingis in to save the universe. We call this a Brokeback Mountain game because there's so much penetration and kickouts. <laughs> Phil, go back to sleep, Phil. All right. I'm so glad Phil went back to sleep. But I mean, Adam Driver, not cool, not cool. That's good. That could sink the move. I'm nervous about it, Mike Carmen. Very nervous. You know what? We'll go on the night it's released. We'll all be drunk. It'll be just great. Coming up next, we get back into the big day in Major League Baseball. Two huge things to look back on coming off the day. The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. I hope they're all dead. Dear Kylo Ren, I know you're trying to be cool with that Darth Vader Band-Aid and all, but seriously, you could have had a Dora the Explorer. Would have had the same kind of effect. So you're looking in like you were going to blow up your mom. They showed you and Carrie Fisher and 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 then you and Daisy Ridley and then you and Daisy Ridley and still you didn't have your helmet on. Put the helmet on, man. Would it make you a better villain? Now nobody's scared of you. Not even Lena Dunham is scared of you. Nobody is. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. Jar Jar Binks is better than you, too. Really changes the world of Star Wars if you think of Jar Jar Binks as a villainous character. <laughs> Not just annoying, but villainous. They had such a cool thing because Kylo Ren was cool, and then they had him take his helmet off, and now he's all over this new trailer that debuted tonight in Monday Night Football, and he's just not—I'm sorry, you can't— Every other villain they've ever had has been incredibly cool. Not Boba, true. Boba not true. Fett had about eight minutes of screen time. He's got his own movie coming up. Yeah, but Dar- Darth Maul was a fraud. No, but he was they, cool. But though. they marketed the hell out of him, and yeah, then, and then he, they, he, that was dumb. He, they killed him off. They brought him back as a spider in the cartoons. <laughs> uh, cut, you know, they cut him out. They stole that right out of Freddy Krueger. What happens? Well, let's make him a spider's body. Oh, great! Time but, to bring Jar Jar back. They, <laughs> They had great villains, except this one. If you could team him up with the Porgs, you'd really have something. Odell and an Beckham Ewok. would be I just a great need, villain. Well, he would be. Odell Beckham, he would, just, he would just throw you into a kicking net, and you would just flounder there like a tuna. He would have trapped. people hold his ankle. He, he ain't kicking anything right now. He would have Ewoks like take care of his ankle. Well, that's what I was going to say. We at least have one Ewok we need. They'd play Yub Nub for him yeah. as he came off the field. Uh, well, you've seen the Yub Nub t-shirts now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah starting that, to market that. Now that they've eradicated Yub Nub out of all the re airings of the Star Wars movies, we play this stupid ass song that just goes. I'm not a big fan. I'd rather have Yub Nub. Ev- evidently, you're pretty upset about that. Substitute King George, exactly. Now, that would be awesome. We got King George's song from Hamilton. I may or may not be walking around the streets of LA as King George for Halloween. Oh, that we can do the songs too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be Sta- so stop awesome. at every street corner. <laughs> John Adams. A message from the king. I know him. That can't be. All right, little too big side here. Two big things coming off the day in Major League Baseball right now. Dodgers lead the Diamondbacks three-one, top of the seventh. The Dodgers have a runner at first with two men out. Again, Dodgers going for the clincher up three-one in the top of the seventh. The Yankees win today. 
They knock Trevor Bauer out of the game early. They force a game five. Rick Porcello makes it three innings for the Red Sox today in a game that had many twists and turns. They get eliminated by the Houston Astros. If this doesn't show you what we've told you all week and a half long, nothing else will. Do not build your team around starting pitching because when you get to the playoffs, inevitably you will be disappointed. It is just as easy for an ace to go seven shutout innings and win a game for you as he is to go three innings and get knocked out. The Red Sox got 11 innings out of their starting pitchers in four games, and we're seeing a horrendous run of starting pitching in the playoffs because starting pitchers don't carry their success over into the playoffs like other star players do. Any other sport, a guy's great in the regular season is going to be really good in the playoffs. It just happens that way, but it doesn't happen in Major League Baseball. Everything changes. It's a different postseason. So if you are always worried about, well, we got Kershaw going, we're okay, or, oh, we got Granky going, we're okay, it doesn't work out that way. These guys can lay an egg. When you build your team, build your team around innings eaters, guys that can throw a lot of innings, you're starting eight and your bullpen, because your bullpen, you're always going to need. You're going to need them every game. You need starters, yeah, but you're going to need that bullpen every game. And it's easier to take a starting pitcher out and put in a bunch of guys that can throw an inning or two and can give you great stuff and then move on to the next guy. It's a lot easier and it's cheaper to build the bullpen. You build starting pitchers, great, we got a guy. The Dodgers got you Darvish for one game. Let's just say you Darvish stunk tonight. He was terrible. He was actually pretty good. But let's just say he stunk tonight and was terrible. It would be, boy, we traded all those guys that got him for what? For this game. And he was bad. I mean, that, that's how tough it is when you're talking about it. I mean, certain times you say, yeah, we got to go get starting pitching, but when you have to rely on it and you say we're going to spend a lot of money, it's a bad investment. It's bad investment investing in starting pitching. Well, it's all the question of, of how deep you're going. We're talking one or two top-line starters because in the end, as much as we've seen in our playoff series, a lot of these guys go out early, and part of that is just the management of, hey, you know what? We're not letting an inning go away and get out of hand to where we're facing a monster deficit. I'm going to stop the bleeding now and cut it off, pitch count up, whatever the case may be. But what we do have, if you don't have starters that you can trust, and we've certainly seen that. I mean, just go back to the the Dodgers a year ago. You had Clayton Kershaw, and then everybody else, you were hoping to get five and two-thirds innings. That was that was your wish <laughs> out of the rest of your rotation, both in the regular season and then the, the playoffs. And if they didn't get five and two-thirds, you were screwed because now you're you're burning these guys and you're pitching them every night and you're going through. And what you have is then the paralysis by analysis of, all right, now I'm playing on the, the card of, okay, who pitched two nights ago? How many innings? How many pitches have they thrown? How many times did they get up and warm up and, and all of that? Whereas at least if you have – a competent starter, not that he's going to get there all the time, but you're at least going to get into the fifth or sixth inning before you got to start thinking about all your flips and all your double switches that's why I like the, the and everything else. Eaters, the guys that can throw a lot of pitches and give you innings. No, and those that's just it. Are, those are the guys you got to get. And most of the time, those are the guys that are going to be the, the highly paid characters. Obviously, you need one long man, and that's usually your fourth guy in your rotation as you get into the at least the short playoff series. So... You know, what, what's interesting now is uh, as we we push forward and we've got, you know, one of the big gaffes of the day, right? Dusty Baker. You're pulling Max Scherzer because you're afraid of Kyle Schwarber? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, look, Dusty well, Baker. Get him a hit, we got to get him out. But Dusty Baker, who's made a career <laughs> of guys leaving, leaving them in way too That's long Dusty, and yeah. blowing up arms, now goes, nope, he's done. <laughs> and the, I had friends at, 
that that were at this game, and they're all like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> the exasperated sigh and cheering because he was leaving. Thanks, Dusty. Like doing his old team a solid. So they Baker. go the other way. And, and speaking of, and one thing you can't criticize, look, I know John Farrell got thrown out, which is really Dustin Pedroia's fault for not leaving the field, and Farrell yeah. had to get thrown out. But all the criticism of, oh, they left Chris Sale in too long. Sale gave up the the tying run, and then Kimbrell blew the save, and that's why the Red Sox got knocked out. You Don't start it! complaining, oh, Chris Sale got left in too long. It's Chris Sale. All right, he got knocked out. You know, he pitched four innings. He can pitch five innings. You know, don't go cry. Oh, you should have taken a Chris Sale is your best guy. And you're upset that you had that guy. You had him on the mound. Oh, you didn't pitch an inning too long or a couple batters too long. Come on, man. Four and two thirds, really? four hits, two earned runs, six strikeouts. He's coming in. He stinks. Oh. You needed him because Porcello stunk. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Coming up next, I'll tell you what I wish would happen in the biggest story in the NFL. It's the Jason Smith Show. This is Fox Sports Radio. That that Caesar impression kind of sounds like the Dolphins line coach, doesn't it? Oh boy, a little bit of pretty close. Certainly the same breathing pattern. <laughs> I mean, All he needed to say was family. That's the actual audio of the guy. That's the actual audio of the guy. And it's line coach from here on out. No more offensive. Uh, Dolphins line coach takes on an entirely new meaning when you hear that story coming okay, up in about fifteen minutes. The Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. No, I mean, it is a hell of a drug. Well, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not speaking from experience, so I I, I don't know. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Quick update from the desert. Bottom of the seventh, Dodgers leading the Diamondbacks 3-1. to Bellinger and Barnes, home runs for the Dodgers tonight so far. Bellinger also having a big game in the field as well. Starting a big 3-6-3 double play over the railing for a huge catch of a pop-up. Shouldn't have counted, but that's okay. Would you stop with this? He fell out of the field field of play. play. It's a rule. It's It's, okay. It happens. He's now just a foul ball. Uh, (laughs) Harmon's rules. Tell that to Gina. He made his own reputation over that and that whole flip play against the A's. I think it was more about keeping cell phones out of his house and the number of ladies that found their way to his home. If Derek Jeter doesn't go into the stands against the Red Sox or make the flip play against the A's, he's a jag. Yeah, but they're two different plays. They're two different plays, buddy. A lot of rings. Those two plays, buddy. Two plays. And now they're banging each Uh, other. Oh, that's not. Wow. Well, I don't know. Jeter's married now, so. Him and the seats he ran into. He did sure. bang he did into a into couple that. of seats. There's no question uh, about it. Uh, but uh, quick news from the National Football League. We found this out a little bit over two hours ago because Brandon Marshall put this on Instagram. Uh, the Giants wide receiver done for the season, going to have surgery, injured yesterday. One of three Giants wideouts, including Odell Beckham Jr., to be lost for the season. I, I don't know. What do the Giants do? Victor Cruz? I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Salsa dancing point. returns to New York. Point. Bring back Hakeem Nix. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know what else you can do. But Hakeem Nix. Yeah, bring, wow. bring Plaxico Burris back. <laughs> bring David Tyree back. Just get the 2007 band back. To I, I don't. I don't think Eli Manning can put the ball on his own oh. again. Though we had, you know, we had Plaxico Burris in studio yesterday on uh, Fantasy Zone, and he's watching. You know, all these Giants receivers are getting hurt, and he's and he's in studio. I'm going. He's gonna have to get to the game. He's gonna have to get there and suit up pretty fast. Did he? Uh, did he shoot himself? 
Oh, no, no. You know what he did, though? He did a great uh, Tony Romo. He predicted a play because Kay Adams says. He does know Tony Romo doesn't play anymore, No, 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 he does. Yeah, no, no, he does. Uh, No, because Kay Adams, who's, oh, by the way, uh, Fantasy Zone. Sunday, DirecTV Channel 7. Love Kay Adams, yeah. Kay was great. Kay says, all right, do some Tony Romo. Predict this play right here. And it was a Cowboys play against the Packers. Packers were down on the one-yard line. And he says, all right, here we go. You got three wide receivers stacked to the left. Oh, this is one-on-one down the bottom of the screen. They're going to call timeout. They're going to call timeout. They don't like this. And sure enough, Cowboys called timeout. And it was like, whoa, wow, that was pretty cool. He goes, oh, they're not going to like that. They're going to call timeout. And they call timeout. Can you get them to start predicting the results of games? Uh, I, I, I would. Wanted to predict and tell me what I could do in fantasy. Who should I pick up? Get rid of? Well, certainly there is that. No. You know, hold up pictures of DBs. <laughs> Say, this guy any good? No, uh, good. But the Giants should just tank at this point. And I'm being completely honest. Look, the Jets have proven they're the best team in New York. They're in first place. The Giants should tank, tank because you're not accomplishing anything. You're 0 five. Eli Manning went for neck X-rays. I don't know if this is part of the whole big plan. Start Geno Smith for the next month. And tank, and you will get your next quarterback of the future in the draft. Odell Beckham will be happy when he comes back from his injury in a year. When he comes back, when when you figure things out, look, the Giants are a complete and total mess right now. Ben McAdoo will be gone because he's a horrendous head coach that doesn't know how to run a team. He gets mad at Eli Manning, but yet he backs off Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, the guy, he's completely out of his depth. They were booing the team yesterday. They lost to the Chargers. had no wins. They were booing them yesterday. Tank, because Sam Darnold will come out for the Giants. Oh, the oh, that team, that New York team. Yeah, them I like. You know, they they got they completely have it together. You know, they fired their GM and their uh head coach and they're replacing their quarterback and all their wide receivers. But oh, I love them. Yeah, go ahead, Sam Darnold. Have fun while the Jets are in first place. But tank, because that's really where you're at. And that's how you're gonna get your next quarterback. Just like the Colts did. They had Peyton Manning. He got hurt. No, we're not going to try to win games. But Curtis Painter out there for a season. Got the number one pick. Then we get Andrew Luck. Do it just like that. That's your future right now if you're the Giants. Pretty good scam. I like that. You're going to the Geno Smith territory. Uh, you don't you don't want to see what what else is under the, the cupboard there. I mean, it, I, I don't know. It's kind no, of an interesting kind of situation. The number of wide receivers getting hurt one after the next, so they'll have an open casting call there. Defensively, they've had players hurt. They played without Olivier Vernon uh, as well in yesterday's game, so both sides of the ball, they're hurting. Eli has, has his issues, certainly with that offensive line. He's a sitting duck as it is because mobility, whatever little he used to have, is gone, right? Because we're now talking about, what, year 14 in the league, so mm-hmm. that a lot of that is has been exposed well, so you start planning for the future, and that's one of the things for a lot of these teams in, in the the NFL is that we've got these long-tenured quarterbacks where there usually isn't a plan of succession, right? We we look at look at Philip Rivers here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. You had Peyton Manning, obviously mentioned what they had signed there, guys that were expected to use the clipboard until they weren't. With Eli, that's been it because he doesn't miss games. So there's really been nothing. Geno Smith comes to them on the cheap, and now you're sitting it and waiting. With Brady, it's always been, well, there's a guy, and because Belichick kept him around for more than a year, that means he has to have value. So as soon as he's on the free agency market, you know, somebody's backing up a quasi-brink truck to say, hey, we like that guy. If Belichick kept him around, he's got to, not necessarily, but he was just better than the alternative. 
So I, I like your theory. I don't think Sam Darnold is, is necessarily head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of the draft class to where, you know, you can necessarily merchandise. Oh, Josh Rosen's fine, too. I, I know. I just, Go I just, get your guy. Just, you, you're fixated on whether Sam Darnold will like you enough <laughs> to come out in the draft. You know what? You've already won three games, buddy. You're done. <laughs> No, You're out of okay the chase now. for number Lamar one. Lamar Jackson. That's I'm, I'm all on board for Lamar Jackson, buddy. That's right, because we're in first place. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jerry Jones doubling down tonight on something he said 24 hours ago that really just shocks me. Remember, it was just a week ago. Jerry Jones was it. He was the guy that was showing everybody it's okay to protest in the NFL. He knelt with his players before the national anthem against the Arizona Cardinals. Stood afterwards, said after in his post game, we wanted to show unity and togetherness, and that was it. That was the watershed moment. That oh, was wow. the moment we said, "Hey, Jerry Jones did it now." Protesting the NFL, people will all understand it's okay. But remember, before that, we had about three weeks of on again, off again, bogus reporting that he had taken a hard line stance in terms no. of employment and playing capabilities for those who didn't stand for the anthem as well, that it had been pushed aside by the Cowboys organization and and shown to be fraudulent. And now it turns out maybe they weren't so wrong because here was Jerry Jones talking about his now, his now policy for what will happen if you don't stand for the national anthem as a Dallas Cowboy. If there's anything uh, that is disrespectful to the flag, then we will not play. You understand? We will not if we are disrespecting the flag, then we won't play. Period. So if you kneel, you will not play. He went on in a phone call to ESPN tonight to say players quote need consequences to stand up to peer pressure, and it's in the best interest of the Cowboys, the NFL, and the players to honor the flag. President Trump tweeted out Monday night a big salute to Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, who will bench players who disrespect our flag, stand for anthem, or sit for game. Players need consequences to stand. Peer pressure, the, the, the peer pressure is to actually kneel. It's easy to stand. It's hard to kneel. Uh, Jerry Jones went from he could be the guy that shows everybody it's okay to showing, boy, wow, you are really in it because you have decided to make this adversarial with your players. You have decided to threaten them. This is what's going to happen if you're going to kneel. You know what I want? I want every Cowboy player to kneel. I want Dak Prescott to kneel. I want Des Bryant to kneel. I want Ezekiel Elliott to kneel. I want everybody. I want Jason Garrett to kneel. I want Troy Aikman to kneel in the booth. I want Emmett Smith to kneel wherever he is. I want every Cowboy to kneel. Now go ahead, Jerry. What are you going to do? Because that's the rubber hits the road with this whole controversy. Now, are you really going to bench us all? Go ahead and bench us. To threaten the guys? To threaten them? If you kneel, you will not play? Have any of the guys talked about not kneeling? Did any of the guys do? Have, has any cowboy said we're not going to do this? Why would you make it adversarial with your players? I don't get it. I don't know that I can respect Jerry Jones anymore. It's to, it's tough enough. The guy signed a lot of bad people, and I mean bad human beings for his team. But he's a kingmaker. He's an influential owner, and now he's decided. Oh yeah, yeah. No, if my players, if they kneel, yeah, they're going to sit. They're going to be benched. And now here's the president saying, yeah, Jerry Jones, great job. I want them all to kneel. I want everybody to kneel. That is a horrible position to put your players in. To say if you want to if you want to kneel, you won't play. That's horrible to do as an owner. What's interesting is, I mean, we've talked about this for weeks now, and, and the different permutations and the line and distance from the original 
idea of the protests in terms of black men being mistreated by police, right? That was what it started as. Mm-hmm. And it's been co-opted into anthem protests, flag protests, and, and that's the narrative as it stands now. And there's no going back from that, right? You can't take that away because for many people, that's what it stands for at this point. The original message has been lost. And for Jerry Jones, you're the owner of a team, a private entity. You have the right to do it, right? This in, we, we can talk about First Amendment and government and Donald Trump's influence and go down that, and that that's for higher courts to decide the should, well, well, must, the government, and, 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 the government and all part, of that. That's the First Amendment right. part is because but, now cause they're, that's, cause that's a whole other they're supposed to stay out of this. But yeah, then you know, when, Jerry but Jones, if he wants Jerry to do Jones. it, he can do it. But why would you do that? Why would you turn this into something where now it's me versus the players? I don't understand why well, you would do it's that. It's generally always been owners versus the players, but, but, and, that, and that has been the case. Even in, in a moment. But you're not your own guys. These are your own guys. <laughs> you're trying to win games instead. No, I, I get it. I, this is, I, I but, don't but, get it. But what you have is what's become, Jerry Jones is obviously you know, the extreme here. He's the first to to say this publicly. We we don't know what's happening behind the scenes in, in other locker rooms right now. You tell me all's right in Pittsburgh's world? You know, with everything that's gone on, and now Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, and Roethlisberger had comments about the when the Steelers didn't go out for the national anthem. I mean, there there's a lot going on in locker rooms that we're not privy to. And here's an owner, I think, to some degree, and, and may backfire in, in a very large way, just saying, I want to move on from this, and this is the stance we're going to take. Malcolm Jenkins of the Eagles just uh, tweeted out a little bit ago, he would hold a protest even if his owner said no, even with ramifications like this, if Jeffrey Lurie said no, he would still do it. I mean that I I just I don't get Jerry Jones with this. I don't get that. Well, what's interesting is in the call to with Chris Mortensen uh, of ESPN was the one reporting this that he mentioned by name his biggest stars as well, and and that's really where the the litmus test on this is, right? It's not a second string guy. It's not a third-string guy. It's Dak Prescott. It's Jason Witten. But have they talked about it? Have they all talked? Have they all talked about kneeling? Have they? I've seen one story that these guys now suddenly these are the names that are out there. No, 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 no. no, But his point. But no. But his whole point is even the stars. We've got to talk because that was immediately Mm -hmm. when this story started to bubble. Was okay. That's fine. But what if it's one of his best players? I want him all still there. Do it. See if you do it. All everybody kneel. You're gonna bench. You're curious to see the entire roster for a game. I mean, especially against the Jets, because then the Jets could get another win. Twitter (laughs) at How about a Fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next. Well, the line coach kind of has a new definition after what happened today in the National Football League. Keep it here, Fox. Don't send videos. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Update from the desert. We go to the ninth. The Dodgers, one inning away from moving on to the NLCS. They lead the Diamondbacks 3-1 to one as they come to bat again in the top of the ninth. Bellinger and Barnes both have home runs for the Dodgers. Yasiel Puig was licking his bat 
while he was in the on-deck circle before in that bat earlier. I don't know about that. I'd worry about splinters in my tongue. But it's Yasiel Puig. What do you want? Just means he's tougher than you. They, he may be. Just a little bit. He slides into third base with his tongue hanging out. Eventually, he's going to get punched in the face, <laughs> take an elbow or a knee, in and all of a sudden, face! he's got problems. But until then, <laughs> look, he's footloose, fancy-free, playing the best baseball of his life. <laughs> Nobody's getting in his way right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, MVP candidate next year, just in time for his new contract. Watch nice out. And loose. Meanwhile, line coach takes on an entirely new meaning when they tell you about Chris Forster, Dolphins offensive line coach who resigned earlier today after a video was made public of him snorting a, quote, white powder at work. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. It's a video he made for a dancer he was allegedly in a relationship with, and it shows him with a rolled-up $20 bill, and he's snorting white powder, and he makes a video and sends it out. Here's the audio. Nothing has been doctored. This is like what you would think in a movie or how we would make a sound effect of a guy snorting. No, this is the actual audio of former Dolphins line coach, well, still a line coach, former Dolphins offensive line coach, Chris Forster from earlier today. Hey, Ben, miss you, thinking about you. How about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? There's those big grains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot. What do you think? Crazy? Uh, no, babe. It's going to be a while before we can do this again. Because I know you're going to keep that baby. But I think about you when I do it. I think about how much I miss you. How high we got together. How much fun it was. So much fun. The last little bit before I go to my meeting. Is that fucked up yet? You think? I think not. I wish I was looking this. So he resigns today after that video gets out. The Dolphins say he's no longer part of our team, but we'll get him the help that he needs. So apparently he's got a baby on the way with this woman, whoever it is, who somehow he sent this video to, and hey, look! The video gets made public. Look at that, huh? Crazy how that happens, huh? And the entire time, I, I was thinking the soundtrack to that, I, I kept hearing uh, Iggy Pop. Candy, 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 hey. I can't let you go. I mean, that was some <laughs> major league snorting going on by him. He's one of the was one of the most highest paid assistant coaches in the NFL, which is how yeah. you can afford stuff like that. Now, you know... How maybe, you know, he was able to stay up until 2, 3, 4 in the morning breaking down film. Well, that's oh, how you design new I'm schemes. Good, I'm good, I'm good, Hey, how about this? <laughs> like uh, 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 Henry Winkler in Waterboy, he fakes. No, he pretends to fake. And then he comes, he's coming up with that's all the new right. plays in his book. But this is the thing, and I say this all the time. Sometimes it's Hollywood actors who decide, you know what, I look good naked. I'm going to take naked selfies. Why? Just to have them. Or because I want to send them to people because I'm attractive and I can do it. You have every right to do that. Don't do it. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid because if you take a naked selfie of yourself, someone's going to get it somehow. Don't send videos. <laughs> and as we talked about it with Jay Glazer, don't take videos of something that could be awful if it gets out. Ask yourself this. If this video falls into the wrong hands, 
will this really hurt me? And the answer is when it's yes, then don't take the video. But obviously, if I, I could do this and send it out. Yeah, no, no. It's all good. Yeah, I can say no matter how much you're in love or love the person you're sending this video to, this is now called leverage. As soon as you press send, it is leverage. And they will use it if things go bad. If you're going to be with that person for the rest of your life, well, maybe it will work out. But chances are you won't be, and it's going to be bad for you. And I feel bad for anybody who gets caught in the middle of a of a, of a naked selfie scam. or the, But just don't do it. Be smarter. Be smarter than that because this is the real world. This is not, oh, we should be able to. Yeah, of course we should be able to. But this is the real world. Don't do stupid stuff like that. Don't do lines and send them out. When, and and put your face in it whenever, oh, no, well, I can't really tell. No, no, that's him. Nope, that's absolutely him. Now he's right there. That's him. Don't do it. Hope he gets the whatever help he needs, right? The Dolphins say they released their statement. Take care of him, though he's no longer with the team. Just a insane couple of months for the Miami Dolphins franchise. And when you look at this situation, it it's everything gone sideways in a hurry, right? You, you're going into meetings. You're doing this at work. All, all those workplace scenarios. How many videos have you had to watch Ugh. where you click through, yes, I know, I won't do this, I won't do this. <laughs> like, he's just checking off boxes going, all right, they told me on page 4, 5, 8, 12 not to do these things. You know what? I'm doing them all, and I'm going to do them in the office. And here we go. I, You know, I can't imagine what player's reaction to this video is. This is a coach – doing lines of allegedly cocaine or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is, right. And and I could see players saying if this was me, they'd kick me out of the league. Well, he did get fired or well he did he was forced to resign. He's not going to work. He's out of the league. But I can see players getting really upset go, well, you know what? Hey, if that was me, what would it be? I mean, Laramie Tunsil, remember he had the big gas mask on and the and, and all the smoke and it was, "Oh, you got to real you're being dumb, you're stupid, you're this, you that." You're that. This is even worse. This is even worse. No, but that's it. He's one of the many storylines for the Dolphins. Oh, since the calendar flipped, how much are the Dolphins going? One thing going, after the next. I love, can we go back to the times when just having Jay Cutler being disinterested on a wildcat play was the worst thing we had? Can we go back to that. <sighs> that's nothing. Or the but fake I, spike. Or hey, hey, don't you have a phone to answer? I just heard a phone. <laughs> just answer that phone. Talk about the fake. Oh, that was the knock calling. We're in first place. Turn the, your mics on. The Jets are in first place. <laughs> Josh McCown, it took him till he's 38 years old to win three games in a row. He's finally done it. Never heard of him. First place. Jets. Yet everybody's lined up looking at the rest of the schedule going, I don't know where number four comes. This is as good as that's it gets. okay. It's right here. We beat the Patriots next week 38-7. How the hell did this become about the Jets? We're talking about the Dolphins and all of the things going wrong and this latest video and the snorting and the messaging With the and, snorting all the, and, the messaging. and all the bad things going and south things. for this well, former offensive line coach, now line coach. Well, Mr. Hartman with the calves and the shorts said, hey. Twitter at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Hartman. You're wearing bail bondsman material. I'm wearing my, my Bad News Bears jersey. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm Bad News Bears Yeah, you were, you were on fine. that team in the movie? Uh, yeah, I was number three. I'm wearing my Kelly Leak jersey, number three. I can hit further than Kelly Leak, let me tell you.
Can you throw a football over the mountains? Yeah, uh, you have coach that's who put a, me in in the fourth quarter. We'd have won state. The guy who's got nine billion rules on whether you can wear a jersey or not is walking Baseball is fine. State, right? No, baseball jersey is fine. Got a great jersey story, by the Do way, you? later coming up. Yeah. You mean it's from jersey where you were this weekend for the Charger game? Or you mean like just a jersey? A jersey, jersey. story oh. in jersey. Nice. Wow. That that's... may or may not involve Rex Ryan. All right. Oh, Next coming, level. Coming up next, we'll take you inside the biggest story in sports tonight. But first, let's find out what's trending with Mr. Tom Looney. On Monday Night Football in a game completely devoid of pigskin proficiency. Erroneous. Minnesota Vikings play the Chicago Bears. Bisky goes out of the shotgun. The rookie from North Carolina takes the snap, looking over the center of the field, sees nothing, runs out to the right, passes. Intercepted, intercepted by Harry the Hitman. And he spins away from Trey McBride. And he dives down at the 29. Harry the Hitman picked off Mitch Trubisky with 2.20 to go in the game. And the game's tied at 17. Let's go! Paul Heller with the call. Play-by-play voice of Minnesota Vikings on KFAN Minneapolis. Mitchell Trubisky. Why do you even yeah. ponder passing? Thanks to that interception thrown by Bears rookie quarterback Mitchell Trubisky deep in his own territory as time was running out. Vikings kicked a field goal as time was running out, winning the game 20-17. to To Major League Baseball, uh, four Major League Baseball Divisional Series games, one in progress. Bottom of the ninth inning, Dodgers trying to close out the Diamondbacks in Phoenix. The boys in blue leading 3-1. to one. Earlier, Chicago went up on Washington two games to one. Cubs swatted the Nats 2-1. to one. Game four tomorrow in the Windy City. The American League Yankees forced a game five with the Indians. New York caught Cleveland looking 7-3. to three. Game five Wednesday in Cleveland, Ohio. Houston headed to the American League Championship Series. They closed out the Red Sox 5-4. to four. That's what's trending. And now more of Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Appreciate it. Sure. Um, right now, Puig and Bellinger coming out for the ninth inning wearing floaties. Three outs away from diving into that big pool, eliminating the Diamondbacks in so the NLDS. So the final flyout to Puig. Cannonball! Puig eats the baseball. Ooh. He eats it. At least half of it. That would be interesting. I like that. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Again, the Dodgers three outs away from moving on to the NLCS. Meanwhile, Jamel Hill finds herself in the front page of the news again. It was just a couple weeks ago. She found herself in hot water and, and was a big debate for a couple of days all across the United States when she tweeted out that President Donald Trump was a white supremacist. She did not get suspended by ESPN. ESPN put out a big News dump at 11 o'clock at night after a couple of days saying we talked to Jamel about this and uh, we accepted her apology. She put out a tweet at 11 o'clock at night saying, I'm sorry for any embarrassment I've caused to ESPN. And we went on. She has now been suspended for two weeks by ESPN for her tweets today when it comes to Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. We've talked about it tonight that he has an edict and he talked about it saying that if any player kneels for the National Anthem, any Cowboys player, they will not play in the game. They will be benched. President Trump put out a tweet tonight saying, congratulations to Jerry Jones for coming up with a stand for the flag or, or, or risk getting benched. Let's go past the obvious here. Of course, this isn't a suspendable offense. This is something that any one of us could have tweeted out because what she tweeted out was, if you disagree with Jerry Jones, the best thing to do is to boycott his sponsors and, and not buy products that Jerry Jones is selling. You can watch games and realize what products are being sold and not consume them. 
she went on in Twitter to say, I'm not saying boycott products, which she was kind of. Well, she did. She did. She, she did. Yeah. Which and she, which there are did. a lot yeah. of those products and companies. Right. Help support the shows and the network sure. for which she works. Yeah, no. Er- I, ergo, a suspendable offense. Yeah, I, I think it it could be. She did. She, she <laughs> basically, she absolutely said some kind of boycott. But is that something that is suspendable in and of itself? It's not. But why was she suspended two weeks for something this? When you call the president a white supremacist and you walk away, and the network says. We accept your apology. Well, because Bob Iger said, quote, we need to take into account what Jamel and ESPN are feeling. Yeah. Uh, you look, I, I'll tell I'll take you behind the curtain right now, and I'll tell you three reasons why it could have happened and what the end result of this whole end game is going to be, because it's the same. Look, I worked there for most of my 20s and my 30s. I was behind the scenes in production. I was in front of the camera and TV. I was behind the mic and radio. I know how it works. One of these three things happened. Either... Exec- executive up high didn't like what Jamel Hill tweeted. And somebody else up high who was protecting her because you don't walk away without getting suspended from ESPN calling the president a white supremacist if you don't have people protecting you up high. And so that's what she had. But reason number one, there was an executive really high up that didn't like it, that decided to suspend Jamel Hill, and the people who protect her couldn't protect her in this or they've decided not to. Maybe because they said, we told you, cool it on Twitter for a while. Just be cool for a couple weeks. You know, back away from the from the politics stuff because you are ESPN. And she tweeted that out, and they're like, well, we warned her. You know, we can't, we, you know, we can't do anything. So somebody up high didn't like it. Number two, somebody made phone calls, whether it was the Dallas Cowboys, whether it was some of those sponsors. Because trust me, I worked at NFL Network when an NFL GM called my manager and chewed him out because we talked about players in college who could be jumping to the NFL next year. and Because the NFL thinks no one speculates on that, and guys jump to the NFL because they hear their names being talked about on television. But that's the, that's the mindset sometimes. I, I mean it. My manager got chewed out by a GM who was like, these players, you know, we can't talk about them when they're still in college. And all it was was that, hey, this player would be a good fit on this team. Normal mock draft stuff. So either somebody made a phone call or – They wanted to suspend her the last time, but they waited too long because it was such an incendiary thing, and they wanted to see which side things were going to come down on, and then the White House weighed in the next day. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, you know, I don't know about this, but that's a fireable offense, knowing full well she knows about this. That's a fireable offense. And then President Trump tweeted out a couple of days later, that's a fireable offense. ESPN then is not going to do what the White House wants them to do. They can't do it because they look like they're just countdown to the White House. So they decided, no, now we're not going to do it, and we're just going to say we accepted her apology. So when this comes up and some executive got unhappy, they said, you know what? Yes, suspend it for two weeks, and maybe this will stop, and we will stop this whole backsliding and having to worry about this. But I guarantee you some combination of those three things happened. If somebody made a phone call, that was it. That was okay. You know what? Now that this has to be it, but I guarantee you, they wanted to do it before, they didn't because they waited too long, and now okay, they felt they had to here. I mean, ESPN really—they're the gang that can't shoot straight right now because they—they—they can't figure out the right way to act on certain things and what's the best way to get rid of this and what's the best way to get rid of this. So now they do it. Everything they do, it's. I can't believe you did that. Well, you're under the magnifying glass for certain, and, and we all know the metrics. Those have been well chronicled in terms of Disney and the weight on its stock and, and publicly traded securities. Um, we, that, that's all well-established and documented 
in, in this process. And I have to believe the the fourth item on there is potentially you're starting to get the response from sponsors, from people associated with the league that they invest in heavily, that are broadcast partners with ESPN and Disney. And so at some point, you, you hit critical mass on, on such things. And, you know, whether you agree or disagree with it being a suspendable event, you're still a front-facing person representing the brand. Yes, you're representing your own self and your own brand, but you're still your Jamel Hill of ESPN. Mm-hmm. You're Jason Smith of Fox Sports Radio, DirecTV. And so when you tweet something incendiary, you know that private entities could decide, you know what, this is too far. This is a, a bridge too far in what you've put out. And whether it's a suspendable tweet or something you say on air or a fireable offense, you know, where that line is drawn is going to change given the climate, given the times, and, and certainly which person in all the scenarios that you drew up decides, you know, it's weight, right? If it's someone in the organization – you might have 18 levels of bosses and 17 are fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 18th that guy. Yeah, it's exa- exactly. That's all that matters. And I'll tell you how it's going to end, too, because it ends the same. For every ESPN employee who's ever been the, quote, maverick ESPN employee, the one who, yeah, I work for ESPN, but I'm not afraid to tell you my feelings and how I think, even if it doesn't jibe with the company or something that makes people uncomfortable, they all wind up somewhere else. Every single person. Every single person. There's nobody who has criticized things and been that kind of lightning rod outside of sports that remains at ESPN. Everybody. Everybody leaves, no matter who you are. Think about all the big names who are going. All, they all have the same thing in common. That's how it's going to end for Jamel Hill. Because the next time she says something, that's going to be it. And, you know, if you can refrain from it, you refrain from it. But it's obvious that she weighs in on this, and now you know what the landscape is. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. Eventually, she's going to be somewhere else because that's how it works at ESPN. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. The Dodgers, one out away from a big belly slop flop in the pool in the outfield. Kenley Jansen, two outs. They lead the Diamondbacks 3-1. to one. The next out, the Dodgers are on to the NLCS. Coming up next, the play of the night that's going to put a smile on Mike Harmon's face at least for a few seconds. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) All right, if the Silence of the Lambs song is a new song for now, okay. I'm going to eat that ass up. Not quite the slide over baby song that we'd been Go ahead, running out here in the Geico studio. Go ahead, Frostburg. Give me that Silence of the Lambs dance now that the Dodgers won. Cannonball! <laughs> I don't think Frostburg was this happy when he had a kid. The Chargers win, and now the Dodgers win? There's really something going on here. I'm not Fox. sure exactly what it is. Great news. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now, I know I, I made one hell of a cup of coffee tonight oh. here in the Geico studios, and we, we're riding high on the caffeine. Are but you sure Chris Forrester didn't make our coffee tonight? <laughs> I was going to ask questions of what you uh, laced yours with. No, I, no you made the coffee. 
saying maybe you had an additive. I mean, kind of like it's now with Michael Harmon, like I'm an additive here on the show. I'm just ready to go swimming in Arizona. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, Frostberg. Hey, baby. Remember when we used to do this? Three times in the last five years to the NLCS. <laughs> uh, you know, got to win at some point. We're going to be the Buffalo Bills. How crazy is this? I'm just uh, just going to do this and then go to the NLCS. <sighs> All right, Frostberg. All right. I love you. My skin's crawling. <laughs> just want to make that known here as we watch the celebration on the field. The Dodgers finishing things off in grand fashion, moving on to the next round, awaiting the winner of the Nationals and the Cubs. This was a very emotional series for the Dodgers in the respect that the Diamondbacks mentally were a big hurdle for them. Diamondbacks, you look, Yasiel Puig talked about it during the season. For whatever reason, the Diamondbacks play us tougher than anybody else. This is a very difficult first round for them, and they sweep them. I don't see the Cubs or Nationals being this kind of even a competitive series with the Dodgers at this point. Dodgers, they'll roll through whoever comes out of this series. This is just, yes, anybody could get hot at any one time, but the Dodgers played okay. Did they peak? Did they play great? No, they won three games. They did enough in all of those games. I don't see the Cubs or the Nationals being a team that can give them a series, especially if somehow the Nationals come out because the Nationals are all banged up. And look, Scherzer pitched great tonight. Dusty Baker took him out after he gave up his first yeah, hit. Yeah, but he he's still got a tender hamstring. And, and Strasburg, there's questions. And look, if they play the Nationals, it could be a sweep. Cubs may give them a tougher series, but this is going to be their year there. I don't see either National League team matching up well against them in the NLCS. Look at you. No more doom and gloom for I you. Don't, I don't see the You're Cubs trying to pitching. get a ticket request in as I as I speak. I see you clickety-clacking and clickety-clacking in with your panda hands, uh, working away there. Cubs, uh, you got enough bombers in that lineup. You can explode for runs at any time. And this goes back to what we've been talking about for weeks about starting pitching and getting into a bullpen and keeping that, that groove. And obviously they've recovered nicely. The Dodgers have since that funk that was inexplicable and curious, you knew they'd have some, you know, less than stellar outings coming down the stretch after that ridiculous, what 52 and nine run that they had. But certainly when everything went South and the number of injuries started to pile up a lot of wringing of hands and, and here they're playing, great baseball again and getting good work in relief. But now it's the the question going forward that both the Nationals and the Cubs, at least on paper, have enough arms to match up with with the Dodgers. You look at Quintana today went was was pitching very well when he got the the hook from Madden. And, and a lot of people, as much as you mock the Dusty Baker decision, there were a lot of people in the moment raising their arms saying, okay, here, here's Madden going in and over-managing like he did mm. last year during the World Series. So as long as he lets his starters do their work, you know, they can face up. I think we're in for a fantastic series. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live for the Geico Studios. Take that bet with you. I think we're in for a breeze. It'll be like 2015 Mets-Cubs 
Look at Breeze. you. All right, let's go. Meanwhile, play of the night. Let's put a smile on yeah, Mike let's go, face buddy. right now because Frostburg is dancing like James Gum at the end of Silence of the Lambs. Play of the night when you throw your first touchdown pass in the National Football League. Congratulations, Mitchell. Snap Trubisky, bootlegging near side. Eyes downfield, going to throw it into the end zone. Passes tip and caught for the touchdown. Zach Miller, middle of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. 20 yards. Mitchell Trubisky to Zach Miller on the tip by Anderson Dale. There was no tip. That was a bullet. <laughs> 20 yards. A brilliant pass off the bootleg. Took the skin off his hands. Jeff oh, it was Joniak. On the Bears radio network with the call. Unfortunately, it didn't end well. Trubisky threw a pick in the final two minutes, a short field for the Vikings. They kicked the game-winning field goal, but the best news, Trubisky looked good tonight. He, the game wasn't too big for him. He threw the ball well. He moved well. He scored a two-point conversion on a double-reverse shovel pass out to him. As, as Berman would say, DJ, brighter days ahead. For the Chicago Bears, through with wait, wait. good at, sorry, CJ. Sorry, need need more wide receivers. Obviously, the accuracy of Trubisky was something on display that was fantastic. You look at just from the from the Bears, a, a lot of hope, saying they feel his presence. <laughs> uh, co-play of the night. Why not? Because it just happened. Let's go out with it. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. And the Dodgers, who won 104 games this year, more than anybody else, sweep the Arizona Diamondbacks, winning tonight 3-1. to one. Next stop, back home Saturday night for the National League Championship Series. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.